Hello everybody, welcome back to the 8 Dice D&D podcast, vodcast, whatever you want to call it. I'm your Dungeon Master, as always, Tim Saunders. With me today, we have Maddie Donahue. Hi. James Bradshaw. <laughs> Hello. Dylan Bridge-Vicker. <laughs> hey. Jackson Woodward. How's it going? Finished playing League of Legends, ready to start playing D&D. <laughs> and, uh, and from a hospital bed, Charlotte Pickering. Hello! From an iron lung. From an iron lung. Remember how we were talking about collarbones last week? Well, I mm. fucking jinxed it. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> now we only have uh, two people that haven't broken anything in this group. Me! Me, me, me. James. James and BP. Jackson, sorry. bring your hammer or something. Nothing would. Within the next few weeks, it's yeah, gonna happen. No break my collar, though. Yeah, I'll hold you I'm down. Joking. Just break my arm. Okay. Something easier. Is there anything anyone wants to say before we get started with the recap? I love for the events Dungeons and Dragons of the last session. I love D and D. I love. I do as well. I love Thank you for watching, guys. Yeah. You guys are so cool. <laughs> Wizards at the Coast are a really good company, and I agree I love with Washington all the decisions Post. they made. They they should definitely sponsor us. Yes, I love Raid Shadow Legends. So, to recap the events of the previous episode, or uh, previous two episodes, if you watch YouTube or podcast versions, our still unnamed adventuring party woke up with rather hazy recollections of what had been a rather intense few days of meeting friends, both old and new, and encountering creatures from another realm. Mind flayers. But now, with the headless corpse of one of those mind flayers in tow aboard a ship owned by their new party member, the necrotic hill giant Dr. Moss, they had a new objective. Get to Solaris to heal the curse placed on Farrand, who has around a week before he succumbs to the curse, to heal himself in the sacred spring of Torm. On the way, they encountered a shark that seemed to survive a severe wound from being cut through by the bow of a ship, and all without any blood, along with a battlefield of burnt shipwrecks, some of which had the heraldry of a split sun emblazoned on them. While examining some of the surprisingly very few bodies that were bobbing on the surface of the water, they notice one of these bodies being dragged underwater by a barnacled hand, only to turn around and find, them, find themselves fighting a troop of colonists, these underwater creature, creatures armoured in coral and shell uh, alongside a necrofish, a starfish-like creature which immediately tried to paralyse both Farrand and Duva, speaking inside their heads about how they were um, about how they were scouring the battlefield for corpses to be dragged beneath the waves, and that they also considered Farrand and Duva to be corpses. Kind of strange, considering they're both alive. Uh, the Necrofish also mentioned how an older man with a white beard took one of their bodies earlier while they were just starting to scour the battlefield. After their goblin friend, Feegolb, made a surprise arrival from a sky portal to help, the party managed to kill the Colwimps and Necrofish, and Feegolb explained that 
Although it had only been a few days since the party left Figolb in the fishing village of Saltzmere to consult on the encroaching threat of the halfling Proudthorn Empire, for Figolb it had been several weeks. A portal to the Feywild, or the Plane of Dreams that sometimes referred to, opened nearby Saltzmere and Figolb entered it, only to one day hear the voices of the party and be sucked back into the Prime Material Plane and the thicket of our story. Finally, we left off as the party spotted an intriguing and well-endowed landmark, one of the three colossi of Aldir that flank the walls of Solaris. Joining the stream of many other vessels from all across Avalon heading towards Solaris's port district, and Farrand was remarking on his parents. So, James, take it away. Oh, um, my parents! Really? Um, well... I haven't exactly... Well, a few days ago was the first time I'd spoken to them in about 40 years. Um, I haven't... I didn't really write to them because... Uh, when I did leave about 40 years ago, it was like a sort of rebellious teenager thing, and I'm not very proud of it. But, yeah, if you want to know about my parents, um, they're pretty... cool? Yeah. I don't know. Um, they, um... They were good at uh, parties. Um, they were serious, very serious about Torm. They were pretty much always talking about Torm, and I just wanted them to stop back then, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't stop talking about Torm, and that's why I did not. I, I just straight up did not believe in Torm, despite them, until I left. And then one thing led to another, and now I'm a devout follower. Don't worry, there's definitely not a story there. Um, uh, so yeah, my right, parents yep. cool, cool people. I like them a lot. Um, I hope that they are doing well. I didn't ask. I just kind of said, I'm dying, please help me, when I sent them my magical message, so... Mm -hmm. How about your oh, parents, Speedgob? You want to talk about uh, your parents? I am getting the music. My parents! Keep going. Were they goblins? Uh... I mean, yeah, like obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's how that like works. What do you mean? Sorry, I was making a joke. I'm sorry. Yes, well, I mean, my parents were—they were interesting fellows, to say the least. But uh, you know, they—they're yeah, just—you know—they're fucking dead now. So yeah, that's oh. the way it is sometimes, I guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry for your loss of. Your parents. Why? Why That's you a shame. Did you do it? Is it you? Huh? <laughs> no, no. I'm oh. just giving you my condolences. It's something. It's something people do That's... to be nice. That's... Watch what you say. That's terrible. What? Yeah. What did I do? I was just trying to be polite. That's Harry, really I unfortunate. That you That's your... I can't believe you killed Fiegel's parents, Harry. <laughs> I, pro I promise that I don't even know them. I, pro I my temper is not that you bad. You didn't even I mean, ask them for their names before you stabbed them to death. Oh my god! You don't really I have to know it. someone to kill them. Don't worry. Don't worry. I believe you, Ari. I think you didn't kill Figolf's parents. I have faith. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's well, a brave assumption for you to make, Varen. I'm not gonna lie. But someone had I... to have killed your parents because they were murdered. How do you know he didn't say they were murdered? He just said that they died. Oh yeah. I'm not involved. <laughs> by the way, sorry. Uh, I guess that brings. I'm up making question, assumptions. Fiegel, were your parents murdered? Yeah. Oh, well, there oh, we go. That's terrible. Oh. 
Oh. oh. Have oh. you found the ones you very murdered traumatizing. By the little, uh, the little not-so-nice folk from the north, you know? The halfling. I'm not from the north. Yeah. <laughs> not from the north. Have you taken ah, your cold. revenge on them yet? It's cold up there, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, 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 no, it's pretty cold. That's why, you know, I got, got like, the furs and stuff wandering down mm. from up there. Keep myself nice and warm. Well, it's about to get a bit hot in Solaris, a bit cold during the night. You know how deserts work. I mean, you might not. No, I've never been. You might have never been in a desert. How they work. No. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, well, very well, we hot need and to, very cold. Do you think we'll have to go to a, a market of some sort to get appropriate clothing? Absolutely. If we venture. Oh, we could get some new stuff. I mean, my clothes, my leather armor has a bunch of gashes in it. You can see my very yeah. disgusting scars as well as melting flesh. Look, check it out. I, I did I'd see like, that. I would like a, perhaps uh, a new change of clothes at the very least. My skin's naturally tough, so I don't I need to worry too much about losing that, big um, chunks. It would be nice to not get too much attention from... Others. Oh, yeah, also, we look like condition. tourists. I don't want to look Should like a we, tourist uh, in my own home. We go and see to your rotting flesh first, and then figure out a shopping spree. Yeah, I mean, we were going to do that. It's assumed, but we're just talking about what comes after, because obviously, oh, we're right, say, yeah, let's go to... shopping first, because screw Farrant, he I... sucks. No, I, I, it's not like that at all. No, 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 no. It's just. You know, no, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I've never we're been all looking here before, terrible, I mean, and it's so exciting. You're covered in dry blood. I, yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't Ari, want to go you look scaring awful. people. Yeah, Flipbook as well. Look at him; he's covered in like gross green shits. I don't know where that's from. Oh yeah, Can't that's just that a goblin. Can't the see other that day, there. this man was coughing up a barnacle. Okay, so I feel like yeah, for but... us to not exactly be looked at like tourists from, you know, Kaeland, we should try blending as to not be persecuted. Makonos. Okay. Don't worry, Thigob. We've established that Ari could not possibly have murdered your parents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how'd you do that, huh? She would have been, she would have been too far away. I'm not from the north, hey, you know and what? I have—I've never been north. So, Farron, you're a smart man. I'll give you that. I—I I agree, Kios. Yes. Yeah, it's really cold up there, and I don't think Ari likes the cold. I yes. mean, I've never. <laughs> yes. I've never asked. I—I I don't know. I'm I've, not. I've uh, never left. You know, my yeah, my I home mean, state. So. I'm not one for the know. cold either. I mean, that's kind of why you know we are. Uh, like to exist on the ground where it's a little warmer, a little bit less snow, less uh, heat rose. less halflings. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Haha, <laughs> true. I see. Haha, <laughs> ha, yes. Um, so, what is, um, where did you meet all these animals? All these lovely little animals, including that flaming fox, that Spirit. So just as a reminder to the audience, uh, Figolb has a fox <laughs> spirit that's made out of pure fire, uh, a gigantic panther, which he sort of rides around on, uh, called Bee or Beatrice, and uh, you also have an owl, uh, yeah. which is sort of uh, of the Feywild, so it sort of glows a faint blue, and it has yeah. all these um, eye-like sort of patterns on its wings that sort of flutters like, around him. And then there's no more. 
That's all of them. That's yeah, all that's all of them. Yeah. And uh, he, oh, at the moment, I just imagine you're on the deck of the ship, just uh, sitting on B with your little fire spirit on one shoulder and your owl spirit on the other. Uh, no, the fire spirit's a little bit too big to sit on my shoulder. Oh, okay. The owl is it's like, like the size of a full fox. The, considering I'm a goblin, the owl is like half your height. It's like half my height, so that's true. I probably wouldn't sit on my shoulder either. But yeah, they're, they're around. They're just yeah, uh, they're around. So you're just like you're sitting on B, just like looking up at Farron as he yeah. uh, asks about this for the first time, even though you've known him for like a week now. You see, one day I was sitting in the jungle and I was like, damn. You know, I I just can't seem to make any friends. And, you know, the people that come through the forest, uh, I usually just kill them and take their stuff. Uh, I should oh, try well. and make okay. some friends. Okay, well, there's okay. Your problem, a bit mate. rude, a bit inconsiderate of others there, not going to lie, Figo. Maybe you should stop doing that and hang with us, the cool kids, who only potentially mug evil people. But even then, not really a fan. I don't support it. Anyway, oh, sorry, I interrupted okay, your you story. Want, you want to hear this story yep. on that, big guy? Anyway, that, so... We only continue. kill people who are objectively evil. I, uh... You know, I was sitting there, and I was like, damn, I... <laughs> on a factual scale. I really wish that I just, you know, had some... Some more permanent friends. And uh, I was at that moment that there was, like, a big kind of... Feeling of energy just, like, flowing through me, and it materialized itself in front of me. As a... As like a fox, like a fiery spirit, and I was like, "What?" And then I tried to talk to it, and it didn't talk back. And I was like, "This is perfect." <laughs> um, it just didn't say anything. Uh, and then I I That's liked crazy. it so much that I tried to do it again, uh, but it didn't work. I couldn't make another fox, so I had to learn some other stuff. Uh, and eventually, I was able to make make a panther in a different sort of way and now I had these two and then I also like you know had my my weird experiences where I'd wander through the fey and I was like whoa and when I wandered through the fey I kind of kind of learned the ability to uh I could teleport which is weird but I mean that just kind of happens and the other one is I can make an owl that can't really do much uh aside from be annoying but that's all I that's need it for. Nice. So, yeah. That's radical. Thank you. Glad you agree. Uh, anyway. That's how close really are special. We, how close are we from this port anyway? Huh? All right. As you're having that conversation, you look over and this whole well, time you've been winding, you've gone underneath the legs of the statue and you've just been getting closer and closer. You can see Solaris off in the distance and it's almost like uh, this cove that you're entering. Uh, I guess that's the right word. Uh, there's sort of hills jutting out from the foam of the, the blue Azua Sea uh, on your left side and also on your right side. You can just start to see a few houses mostly made out of stone or mud, uh, mostly carved out of sandstone and sort of like domed. Kind of like the, the buildings in Tatooine in Star Wars. It's kind of that kind of deal. A lot of them are stacked on top of one another and you just start to get to more and more and more of this, these like very rudimentary dwellings as you get uh, go further and further through this, uh, almost like this valley but with water running through the middle, with the ocean running through the middle. And then as you just get further and further through that valley, the uh, left and the right side uh, of the, the rocks and the hills just start to get more and more built up and the buildings start to transition from mud to stone uh, to even start to notice very strangely none of you that haven't been to Solaris have probably ever seen metal structures before 
but you start to see a few houses constructed out of metal. It's bent, rusted, in some cases twisted metal, but it's metal all the same. Um, eventually, you do indeed get to the gates of Solaris. Uh, these massive walls hewn out of orange and red sandstone uh, in front of you, and beyond, you can just see the tips of just these massive buildings. Solaris is often considered, uh, it has the nickname of the Holy City, City of the New Gods, but it's also the city of monuments and of landmarks. Uh, most cities have a couple of, you know, large places, maybe a palace uh, that the, the king or the emperor or whatever resides in. And then other than that, it's, you know, it's, it's buildings. It's where the small folk reside. But Solaris is a city of uh, palaces and massive towers and also pyramids. So you can see these massive pyramids off in the distance. You can see these massive towers, again, constructed primarily, strangely, out of metal with a bit of sandstone here and there. And you can also see uh, what you recognize, uh, Farrand, to be the administrator's citadel, not too far beyond these walls that you've just arrived at. And the administrator's citadel has these four spires, and it's just this massive palace constructed out of these domed buildings with an incredibly large domed building in the center with a roof constructed entirely out of gold that's glinting in the sunlight. So that's what you can see. You get closer and closer until eventually you are indeed at the docks and the docks stretch far to the left, far to the right. Uh, the hills that were on either side sort of fan out and you can just see hundreds of ships on either side docking and sailors chatting and uh, piling up crates or taking the crates on board the ships coming and going just hustle and bustle the one immediate thing you notice in terms of the people around you is um most of them are dressed in very like fine silks there's a couple of turbans people like wearing feathers they like wearing a lot of jewelry around solaris uh compared to the rather um, modest clothing that uh was primarily being worn uh when you're in you know, Saltzmere and the kingdom of Mykonos. Um, the other thing you notice is a lot of Loxodons. There's all kinds of races in Solaris. Uh, there's, you know, you see half-orcs around, you see a, a few other Goliaths, um, but primarily it is humans and Loxodons that are just all around you. Um, and yeah, eventually, the ship, you're getting closer and closer to the docks, eventually you just stop, as you're having that conversation, butting into the dock itself, and it's time for you to weigh anchor. I, uh, All right, let's go. That was a massive monologue. I'm sorry, guys, but I just wanted to. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Hey, you know, I used to wear. And uh, you can see this before you. I did. I used to wear clothes like that. That was before I left, and then when I left, I immediately took off all those fancy silks because I didn't want to look all pompous anymore. Another I... classic jab at my parents that they didn't even realize I was making. Yeah, Mer Mer oh, not Mercona, sorry. Solaris is uh, a city of color. Uh, even though you'd expect it to be quite a, a stuffy sort of place, being a center of religion, the fact that there are so many different religions that are all uh, sheltered within these walls has just given rise to this uh, almost celebration of cultures that are unique to the south coast of Avalon. Um, if you, know, you can't worship your god, you come to Solaris because... You can worship it in Solaris. Um, so you're weighing anchor? Yeah, yes. uh, as that conversation's yes, happening, Duva kind of is weighing anchor and getting everything sorted while trying to keep an ear on what's being talked about. Right. Okay. Let's Every make sure we keep this ship safe. Well, you uh, you finish weighing anchor. Uh, Dr. Moss is going to go ahead and uh, give you a bit of help 
with that Duva, because uh, you know he's it's his ship still, so he's a bit sort of stuffy. He's he's leaning over your shoulder. Eventually, you weigh anchor over the ship. Uh, you hear the anchor dig into uh, the ocean floor. And by the way, this water is just like, at, at this point, it's quite shallow. Uh, so it's just crystal clear and you can indeed see all the way down to the ocean floor. Um, and you see the anchor, you know, dig into the sand. You give it a few adjustments. You feel that it's sturdy. The ship's not going anywhere. And you flip the plank down and you walk on the plank. And you are now right before the gates of Solaris, and you're just seeing the hustle and bustle all around you. Uh, the gates are open, and there's slowly merchants, you know, coming in and out of the gates, going onto ships. Uh, there's just all sorts of people around. Uh, but as you enter, as you go towards those gates, um, a rather uh, large man, um, sort of wearing all these different, uh, his cloak is actually constructed out of multicolored feathers and there's a few peacock feathers and there's just feathers of all different kinds of birds uh, all knitted together and he's a human man with quite a, a bushy beard um, sort of ruddy complexion and as you go to just walk towards the gates because you're like well what do we do now we've just docked our ship for the very first time in a big city um, you just see him calling out to you and he's uh, running towards you he's like excuse me excuse me and on either side of him are these very uh, fearsome looking Masked guards that Duva and Farrand will be familiar with. You were talking about them. Mm -hmm. Like from Squid Game. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. That's a a reference that's going to be dated by the time this goes out. Yes. Psycho. (laughs) They look like this. Uh, They uh, have wearing this sort of scaled silver uh, armor that's glowing in the sun. Um, Again, they are wearing a a, a kind of turban um, that sort of flows down. But they also have this very, very distinctive metal mask with all these different patterns etched into them. Uh, And the mask, you can't even really see the eyes. It's almost like the mask is protruding out, creating a shadow in the harsh sunlight so that it just looks like there's no face whatsoever beneath the mask. The eye holes, you go to look inside and they're just completely black. There's two of these guys, um, six foot tall, like built like anything, and they're just showing absolutely no emotion. They're just, like, stiff as a board. And they're standing on either side of uh, this guy who's just the complete opposite of these guys in every way. He's wearing, you know, these bright colours. And um, he appears to be uh, rather jovial, if a little uh, meek and mild. And he has this long uh, bit of parchment and a quill. And he goes, excuse me, I, I, are you... Uh, what, 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 what... Uh, oh, oh, the sun is... Oh, it's... Absolutely horrible today. What business do you have in uh, Solaris? And also, I need to know, uh, for each and every one of you, I'll I'll put you all down individually, is that okay? Or as a group? uh, What should I refer Um, to you as? Yeah, just put us down uh, individually. Individually? As a a group. Just just like Flintlock and the others. Flintlock and the others. Well, I will will put you down as a group if you are all following the same uh, god. Uh, so, oh. so which god, oh. deity, I just write that, just jot entity, down form real quick. <laughs> uh, d- d- divine being uh, do you all follow? If you all follow individual ones, that is okay, but I will have to lodge you as uh, separate visitors to Solaris. Uh, I follow Tom. These people all here. What, what's your we'll name? Follow you Tom were, eventually. And then he looks over at your gauntlet. <laughs> like, a, a very fine gauntlet. Are you a cleric of the new gods? A priest, maybe? Uh, yes, I'm a, I'm a cleric. Of the new gods, I uh, strongly, definitely, uh, assertedly um, follow Torm. That is a, a nice piece of Zakamai equipment you have there. And he 
nods over yes. to your gauntlet. His eyes are just like, as soon as he's noticed it, just fixated on it. Uh, I was wondering if I should cover it up as I was coming in here, but I didn't, so... Absolutely not. If you have access to Zakamai technology, I mean, it could make you a bit of a target outside of Solaris, but here within the walls of the city, you will be considered respected, sacred, I mean... Absolutely do, do well, not cover it up. I told you you, you were much. special, Baron. You special boy. Oh, wear of a pride? Yes, of course. That's what I... I in fact, I feel it's like a I holy divine item. take it off enough. And one that is becoming increasingly rare here in Solaris. Yes. Ah, I didn't know about that. Anyway, sir, um, you want to know the reason of our visit? Um, oh, and also the de- deity. What, what was your name, sir? Um... Ah, oh, Farind Bilbras. Bilbras. Uh, Loxodon uh, Torm. Cleric. I'll put you down as Cleric of Torm. Uh, and I will note Thank you. uh, your gauntlet. Um, are, are the others, all your followers, your parish, your congregation? Um, just, just, um, they're not part of my congregation. Um, they're sort of individually traveling, traveling with me. They don't okay. particularly uh, undergo prayers the same way I do. What are you, but no, they are. no, I love that Tom guy. We go way back. No, I love that guy. Definitely not the little goblin man. Um, but uh, everyone else, super cool. Feegolb, he's coming along. That's his name, by the way. Sorry. Feegolb, small eye. Uh, very cool guy. Um, but he sort of, he side eyes you, but he's still looking at Farron's gauntlet the whole time. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, you know, um, he's a, he's a great guy, but he has like this, he has like this itch, you know, to, um, to gaze longingly at shiny things, just try and ignore that. Maybe keep an <laughs> eye on him. Uh, is this part of his religion? Uh, who, who do you yes. follow, uh, Mister Small? You could say that. You could say it's part of my religion. Well, sure. I, I need some kind of name to put you down in the registry. We don't uh, usually allow people Fiegel. of uh, agnostic faiths. Uh, no, I, it, I, it I told you, I, I love that Tom guy. I'm with, uh, with the elephant fella. You know, I, so it's Tom, uh, man, Tom, okay. Tom, yes. Yeah. Uh, peace and justice and the law. Yeah. Legal? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, you... I'm all about that. <laughs> Previously, no, I, I that. <laughs> uh, th- those of no faith were allowed in Solaris, and on special permission from the impartial, impartial administrators, they still are allowed in Solaris, but we have had uh, but, some uh, business kicking out the... with the sect of the heretic. Who are um, hmm. uh, radical agnostics? We'll say that much. Uh, they don't believe in any god, and they are quite violently stating it in the streets currently. They have attacked um, several shrines and temples already. I've Nasty heard. bit of business. Um, uh, what's about you? Any points over at Flintlock? Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. Just my relationship, my relationship with deities is a bit uh confusing. Mm. I'll uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just go with Torm for now, mate. Just go with Torm, okay? What are you talking about, Fedlock? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. He, he loves Torm, mate. Yeah. I, I got woken up at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> With him sitting there on the end of his bed, like, oh, I love that Tom guy. Absolutely uh, screaming. And you, about uh, how much I love lady. Tom. Me, me. Y- yes, yes, you. Uh, I'm Ari, Ariana, Farron. Ariana, Farron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makosi native, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> which which god do you follow? 
Anyone um, verified by the Desideratum? Or, um... <laughs> he sort of laughs at himself and then looks over at you, and the laugh is clearly masking a little bit of a threat in his voice. He's like, Or, um... Old God, perhaps. She just kind of, like, wipes sweat and goes, Oh, <laughs> the, the, the sun! You, it, like, it you is, said, oh, the sun! It's beating down upon me as well. Don't worry, young lady. I've already uh, fluffed my words and all, all these uh, vessels yes. recently arriving yeah, and um, the, uh, the the battle of the bay have had to oh, yes. uh, help deal with the registry counting all those mm. bodies. Um, mm, uh, so Storm as well then? Y- yes, okay. that guy. He's a good lad. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> for finally, you two. He looks over at Duva and Dr. Moss and Dr. Moss immediately just goes... Uh, unverified by the Dissiteratum, but, but that would be the Allfather, good sir. I, I trust you've heard of him. It's like, I have um, failed to be verified by the Dissiteratum, it is important to note, but uh, there is a small congregation uh, reapplying for verification every year. Uh, they've received special permission from the impartial administrators, so um, absolutely. Uh, your name was uh, Dr. Monstrosity. Uh, Dr monstrosity. Okay, and uh, finally, and he walks over at you, Duva. Uh, Duva Ironhide, uh, you can call me a newly converted to the House of Thorn. House of uh, <laughs> Thorn, is that, um... How do you Thorn. spell that, exactly? That's, um... How do you spell that, Baron? <laughs> Our Lord Thorn. Thorn? Have you heard Thorm. of... Tor- oh, oh, I, I yeah. understand. Uh, this must yeah. be your, uh, your, 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 you, you need a brute to protect your congregation uh, exactly from, from all kinds of attack from uh, the, the sect of the heretic. I, I don't know if they are followers uh, from wherever you've, uh, where did you come That's from, a bit insensitive, sir. She has an illness. Well, just keep a, keep a tight leash on her. You're, I must say, you are a minotaur, no? Uh, last I checked, yeah. He points up <laughs> to where that band was removed from your horns uh, back in Saltzmere after you did that quest for the blacksmith that you were previously mm-hmm. working for, um, unpaid. And uh, he's like, curious uh, marking um, the size, the the shape. There are um, well, p- people with similar markings that have been seen around here. Uh, generally, pirates, you perhaps associated with the Blazing Sails. No, uh, definitely yeah, not. Like that was a long time ago. Like a good, you can see it's like <laughs> ah. built into my horns here. It's it's a it's an old story. Uh, your band has has been removed. Did that uh, you? Well, perhaps I did uh, my time. You did ex-convict. Okay. Um, and well, that's all. What Tom's about is yes. some parts redemption, some parts I'm justice. I'll have you uh, just Tor. just know, uh, Farrand Bilbras. Um, she has undergone as a cleric of Tom, a uh, possessor. Of a, a Zakamaya gauntlet such as that, and my just repeat in, in such excellent condition. Uh, I am going to be holding you personally responsible for the actions of uh, everybody else here. Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's just great. I just thought I would let you know, and he's not even looking at you, Duva, even though he's talking about you. He's looking directly at Farron. He's like, uh, "The blazing sails are no longer welcome within the walls of Solaris. Uh, this Whoa. is very, very a recent occurrence." Um, the alliance that formed the domain of the Corsair some 200 years ago d- during the Wars of Faith. Um, I- I'm sure you know about that. If not, you, I'm sure you can read about it in any of the, the libraries within the city walls. Um, 
started to uh, break down. The impartial administrators uh, no longer allowing people with uh, of agnostic faiths and also members of the Blazing Sails within the walls of the city. That's uh, a good decision. I don't know if you saw the battlefield on your way in. I, I noticed a lot of burned vessels. I did have my uh, suspicions. Well, my friends here, and he's looking over at the Zarians who just like don't even respond when he says friends. He goes to like put a, an arm on their uh, shoulder, and they're just like completely just like stiff as a board. They don't even acknowledge him. Uh, they lost a few uh, a few good friends during that uh, battle. Uh, our Zarian militia uh, manned the walls and bravely fought against them. Uh, came out to a bit of a stalemate, and uh, they have retreated uh, northwards up the coast. Um, the, we will have to rename the domain of the Corsair, I think. Um, it is now our domain. The Alliance has fallen apart, but it was always going to, dealing with ruffians such as those. Um, and anyway, um, uh, well, I, I'll have you all marked down here. Uh, any name for the vessel? Um, vessel, what, what um, going to this call? vessel belongs to Dr. Monstrosity? Yes. Oh, I will call, do you have a name for it? Just call it, um... Uh, Doctor Monstrosity's Vessel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he just wrote it to Doctor Monstrosity's Vessel. Um, um, SS, SS Monstrosity. Um, sir. Um, sir, yes. dressed in the fine, fine gowns. Um, uh, I actually lived here, but that was 40 long years ago. Well, of course, you're a follower of the House of Torm. This is the only place that will yes. shelter you. It's a dangerous world out there. I'm glad it you've is. returned, especially with such a, uh, a fine uh, Zakamai relic such as that. Yes, yes, my God. I'm sure, I'm sure you have come to perform many great miracles, and frankly, we are glad to have you. Uh, it is only because of your... Um, such a fine standing uh, that, that I'm allowing the rest of these I actually, within our walls. I actually have come, I've been in communication with some people inside Solaris and I was aware that there were some terrorist attacks. Yes, that, that would be the sect of the heretic. I, I believe I mentioned them previously. Do you know anything else about those? Because I was planning on, me and my friends here were planning on doing a few things in Solaris, just returning to my hometown and enjoying the sights, but we're also planning on perhaps helping out with a few of the um, you know terrorist oh, problem well, uh, uh, you do not need to worry about that good sir, the, the Zarian uh, militia here, and he, he gestures over the two Zarian soldiers flanking him is that they are conducting a full investigation, it is still uh, very early days within that investigation though, the, the sector of the heretic attacks uh, ooh, only occurred uh, about a week ago immediately after uh, what we are now calling the, the Battle of the Bay that you, you passed through previously mm, um, I see Well, the timing then... is uh, very strange but do not worry we have our best men on it um, a cleric of such fine standing such as yourself I'm sure you'll be able to help with the investigations uh, but uh, the Zarians will, will call on yes. uh, me members of some of the, the finest churches to help when they feel the time is right. I'm, I'm not asking to be in charge of investigations. Oh, you, I wouldn't I've, believe myself to with be. With all due respect, uh, the House of Torm is not one of the four. Uh, and yes. does not have um, incredible standing with the impartial administrators, such as the four do. So yes. I think that would be unlikely. But uh, it could very well be. Uh, and he looks over the ship and he goes, All hands on deck at some point. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, but but yes, I do believe uh, the Zarians want to uh, figure out the best way to combat the, the pirate threat, the threat of the blazing sails, uh, yes. before they uh, go further with their investigations. The sect of the heretic, uh, they are going to be a lot harder to track down, I think. They're, they're an invisible threat. They don't uh, walk around wearing bands on good and proud like those uh those blazing sails escapees do well if you uh, have yeah, any yeah, issues yeah. involving the blazing sails you can talk to us as well or at Harry least to me does not like this man <laughs> not you don't have to <laughs> um anyway it was uh is that all are we uh, all checked in is yes, everything so good excuse me you are sir. you are uh, in the register this will go on to the impartial administrators their administrative um department and uh, they will file you. And if you have any further questions, please head over to uh, the Citadel. Uh, don't go over to the docks because uh, I, I don't work every day. I'm not going to be here every day. He points over at the uh, the Citadel. And where he's pointing is the building I described before. It's got the four spires, all the domed buildings, and the one large uh, golden-roofed dome building in the uh, very center. And it's just it's looming over these massive sandstone walls that you're in front of. Yes, what was that? Um, he turns over to you, Ari. Um, what was your name again? Uh, my name was Zachros. Zachros. At your service. And he gives Do you, you a toothy grin, there's a couple of gold teeth. She is uncomfortable. She just kind of, like, folds her arms and goes, Um, do you happen to have a map we could use to navigate? Oh, uh, well... I do not have a map on me, and even if I did, I could not just pass it to the citizenry uh, for free. Um, but uh, if you go to the, the Grand Bazaar, um, there are many stalls there, and I believe there is actually a, a permanent uh, cartographer there, uh, known as the, the Cloth and Quill, a uh, halfling man by the name of Dougie, uh, runs that establishment. Um, I've been there several times, so you could... Mention that you spoke to me, might be able to give you some kind of a discount. That, that, that's the cloth and quill. It's, it's within the Grand Bazaar. It's one of the standing stalls. It's not one of the uh, the the market uh, stalls. There, it's a proper right. uh, standing store. Yes. Does yes. it have any Thank you very uh, much. any fine fine lady specimens at that establishment? <laughs> or, uh... oh. Well, if that is the way you wish to worship, if you are saying that you worship. Halases, the no. god of debauchery, uh, on the side for when you're no longer worshipping Torm. Uh, there are no more uh, brothels in the city, but you can head on over to the Congregation of Inebriation. Uh, that is one of the ways that they worship their god Halases there, um, verified by the Desideratum. Um, the Congregation mm. is, is the main... Um, this is going to sound bad, but den of debauchery here in the city now. Uh, it's consolidated into a single building that the administrators uh, have a watchful eye over. Zarians too. What? Yes, well, what every say, god is uh, different. What'd you say the name of that god was again? Which, uh, who, that, who would be, that? Uh, that would be Halases, uh, Hal- the god, yeah. the god of debauchery. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. How long has it been since you were last here, Mr. Farron? Forty years. Forty Four years. decades. Oh, a lot I feel like changed. I might remember a bit. Um, you do you do still have signs, right? Basic signs that I can read so we know where I'm going? Uh, everywhere will be uh, in common, Loxodon, um, depending on the street, but... Um, ah, that'd be good. I still remember quite a bit already. The statue, Depending on course. the street, there may also be other dialects, um, but it appears you all speak common at the very least, so... Yes. Alright, everyone, get off. Um, we're, I suppose we're heading out. 
All right, thanks, start, mate. As we start, everyone walking, stay close to me. I, uh, Ari, quickly like walks up to the two masked guards yeah. and just kind of does like a respectful bow, and then says, "I'm sorry for your loss. You're doing great work." They don't acknowledge you at all. They just stare forwards. Yeah, and you get a really good you get a really good look at their faces. It's quite a beautifully intricately carved mask. You're familiar with the Zarians from Nialdra, uh, mm. but these masks are quite different. They're also like a silvery color, uh, rather mm. than the like uh, kind of like a cross between silver and bronze, um, okay. rather than the, like golden mask that the Zarians and Solaris have. And they're also a lot mm. more angular, whereas the um, the Nialdra Zarians um, mm. uh, are a lot more of like a circular, uh, flat sort of mask. Okay. She just kind of looks and then goes, stay safe, and then quickly huddles back <laughs> to the group. <laughs> Again, no acknowledgement, uh, but yep. um, uh, Zakros uh, turns over at uh, to the rest of you, and um, he goes, well, well um, I was going to say uh, the, the blessings of Torm be upon you, but um, you know what? I will say that. It is not, uh, it is not often that our, us impartial administrators... Uh, actually, um, give a, a, a god um, in blessing when we greet someone or uh, depart from someone, but having uh, met a cleric of Torm such as yourself with a, a Zakamai gauntlet, uh, I feel <laughs> the overwhelming need to say blessings of Torm. So, you know what? I've been bouncing it around in my head and I've settled on it this whole time. I may be an impartial administrator, but the blessings of Torm be upon you! And he gives you a big bow. And then wow, he leaves, that. and a, a couple of he, he leaves very abruptly, and a couple of feathers just like fall down onto uh, the sandstone uh, docks. Yep. And I, uh, I'll lean down. I lean down to feet up, and I go, um, uh, "Debauchery worship is uh, fine if you want to do that. Um, <laughs> just try not to steal too much. If you want to go have fun uh, worshiping some <laughs> gods of weird stuff, then I don't judge you for that at all. Just no, you know, steving." Or f- that's a that's stealing and thieving mixed together. By the way, steving. Um, <laughs> try and um, try and keep that in your pant pockets, please. Uh, As in your own hands in your pant pockets. Hey, buddy, you don't gotta worry about me. It's okay. But you can go do some debauchery. Glory oh, my God went on. He does Would, like the sound yes, of his own he voice. Did. He kept talking about my gauntlet. I know ah, it's creepy. Like, oh, ah. will we get in trouble with Torm for you know? Appropriating um, his religion to fit in. You guys don't need to do that anymore. You guys don't need to do that. You were going to go to my parents' place. Okay. And get me cured and sort out we... the evil curse that's that Doof is holding Sh- right now. Should we walk past the the Grand Bazaar to see what he was on about? Uh, Perhaps just by after the way, I cure um, my deadly illness. Just by the way, Duva and Farron, last time you were here, there actually were uh, bars, there were brothels, you know, very much uh, the belief of the impartial administrators was that yeah, they was wanted they wanted to have those kinds of things, even though it's a holy city, because, you know, the the morals some people pick up from a religion or from a god, the tenets, aren't always going to be the same. Um, but for whatever reason, um, he what he was telling you was that uh, all of those, um, there's still inns and taverns around but like brothels and alcohol it's all now consolidated into one building overseen by the impartial administrators. You don't know why but that's like a, a change from when you were last here. For both I reckon no, that's why the, the blazing sails. I was only I was only a baby when I was last here. I mean and I was a fully grown teenager but I still wasn't visiting any brothels. No. 
Well, I've never been here I can before. tell you that I mean, this you is probably, probably why relations with the Blazing Sails melted down. Because I've right. never been here before. I'm pretty excited to go see my parents, and we can I... come to the market right after the Grand Bazaar. Oh, well, it's been I... a while since I've been there as well, and I'm excited. I've never been here through the front door. If you guys nice. want to come and like meet my parents, oh, you've been here. Wait. Probably um, need to do some thieving. Oh, pirating, just, perhaps. Just, just business, you know. Do you think okay. my oh, overall Done with me. Don't have to go appearance. into it right now. Do you think the yeah, whole covered don't. in mud and blood would frighten your parents and, you know, everyone around um, us? Yes, yes. Maybe you can pretend to be squalid and in in great need of holy assistance. In fact, my yeah. parents might have some spare clothes you can wear, except that they'll be like five be, times your size. That'll be like wearing a tent, no offense intended. I help herd That's the offensive. towards where right, Baron wants to go. <laughs> Maybe they have some human clubs. Anyway, I... let's go, Duva. Stay close to me, Figolb. Uh, <laughs> stay here as well, and uh, make sure your make sure Beatrice is kept uh, taken care of as well. Oh yeah, human. not a problem. I hop off. I pull out like some little funny. Oh yeah, he didn't even he didn't like... even comment on your pamphlet. But... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. How about you? Do you, do, do you yeah, follow Tom? Like... Do you follow Tom? He, he was too focused on the gauntlet. He just didn't even notice. He probably should. Yeah, have I, I, uh, <laughs> I hop off the panther and like I, I brandish like three rocks, kind of in my in between each knuckle, um, mm-hmm. and, and then just like hold it up in the air and like almost like a pokeball. All of the, like, the owl, the panther, and the fox all just kind of, like, dissipate into energy and, like, fly into a stone each. Yeah, each each stone has, like, a different uh, ruin carved on it uh, that sort of glows blue. And these gemstones are just sort of, like, in the sunlight. It's just like a, again, it's like that kaleidoscope effect that when Figol fell out of the sky, it's that sort of all these different, like, colors and colors you've never seen before just glint from within the stone. Oh. They're very, oh, like, strange, cool. obviously. Magical. That's cool. That's nice. Oh, I, I like that. that uh, Mr. Cool. Farron, look, I understand that I'm at no risk right here, but aren't you dying? Lead the way. Let's go. Let's go see Yes, in like a week. Don't worry. <laughs> I offer Figolb a lift onto my shoulder because he is a lot smaller than the stride of this group. There's a bunch of lockstones here. You yeah. may very well get stepped on if you don't stay close. Hey. <laughs> That's I'll gladly not... accept. That's straight up concern. We are walking. Ari is like scrambling through her bag and like grabbing like an old cloth and like putting her water bottle on it to try and rub her face as much as she can whilst they're walking, so she doesn't look as crazy. Okay. <laughs> We're travelers. There's look at look at all these uh, other people. I mean, I mean there's not there's not a lot of people for. around are covered in blood and guts, but there, there's a lot of yeah. like rough and tumble uh, sailor types around you. You're at the docks. Ari, look, you're and standing next might be to a me. Holy you look city, fine. It's also a major port. So uh, oh yeah, that's, that's true compared to football. Uh, yeah. Besides, we're heading towards a temple to be healed. Maybe Wait. we can at least bathe there. Did we leave our, um, you know, bento box of it, a, a corpse on the yeah. on the boat? <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, if you're talking about the bento box, uh, no, Dr. Moss, you still have the corpse, it's in, like, the underdeck. But uh, Dr. Moss is like, do, do not worry, I have my uh, forbidden snacks. Oh. Oh. The, the, the alien tendrils, you mean? Oh, well, I just want to give them a little nibble. We're going to be at some kind of sacred spring, are we not? Yeah. Yes. Well, if anything happens to me, your foes can heal me. Yes. Then but it's fine. Be what careful, are you about? please. I don't want you to get hurt <laughs> eating purple tentacle noodles. Uh, it, I just oh. think better time than any to be near a healers of, of Torrance. Right. 
Go ahead. Right. Let's go. Let's okay. keep walking. This heat. Um, I don't know how so you do it. As you uh, walk through the gates, um, you're just sort of soaking in uh, the exotic majesty of mm. this city. For everyone else that's new to the city, um, there's just these uh, massive, tall, uh, mostly sandstone, uh, sort of like yellow, reddish, orangish sandstone buildings all around you. Uh, with sort of domes and spires. Then occasionally there will just be like a jagged bit of metal uh, sticking out of the stone. Um, and uh, this is just a consistent theme as you walk around. Occasionally you'll see people... Uh, often you'll see the, the sort of like people that you'd see around Saltzmere uh, walking around. A lot more Loxodons, but you know, sort of just like very plainly dressed. Then occasionally you'll just see something, you know, utterly uh, bizarre or alien. You'll see a Loxodon clad entirely in just shining, gleaming silver armor going... <laughs> waddling around... Um, you see these humanoid figures are uh, clad in masks and like thick robes and they have capes and feathers and just like this very like colourful uh, group of people. Uh, so unlike uh, the citizens of, you know, Mykonos and especially Southsmere. And occasionally some of these masked figures even have these... Oh, onion rings! <laughs> <laughs> they have onion rings. That's what Farron yeah. says. That's what um, Farron says pointing a finger at like a market store. Uh, Alright, Tannen. Onion rings, and then standing before onion you, Farron, as, as I continue, in as I continue to describe, uh, standing before you, as you're about to say, onion rings, marching past you, um, these uh, humanoid figures wearing masks, cloaks, robes, capes, and some of them even have these strange backpacks. And within the backpacks, it's this like foggy, cloudy, slightly cracked glass. And within those glass hemispheres, just this like crackling uh, blue lightning-like energy. Um, all in all, uh, the impression that you get of this place is that it's uh, very much um, similar to a lot of places around Avalon. You know, it's, it's built out of stone and wood, um, but there's also a, um, a strange, almost... This is now just getting, like, out of character, so uh, you, the players, can understand uh, how this place looks. Mm. Uh, an element of sort of, like, steampunky, magi-punky, even slightly sci-fi. It's like a traditional fantasy city, but infused with these elements that are just standing out, contrasting out. You'll be walking past um, just, like, a sandstone building, but then on top of this sandstone building will just be a gigantic uh, metal structure just, like, sticking out of it, just like a strange, like, shard or spike stuck into it. Um, so you're walking past through these packed stalls. Uh, you move around the uh, impartial administrator citadel you can see the golden dome gleaming in the sunlight and as you move around it you eventually uh you go past the golden walls of uh the zarian uh, barracks this huge uh building um but otherwise a uh, fairly plain fairly modest um there's you know no metal ornamentation uh, to this building at all. It's, it's a pretty standard barracks. It's just massive. There's probably at least like nine or ten floors just reaching up and up and up and up. Uh, eventually you go around the barracks and you join what's the main thoroughfare. The thoroughfare that connects the um, west gate that you can see far off in the distance. Uh, the monument of Aldir that you came, you saw as you came in. Uh, there's two more of these uh, very, very similar statues to the monument of Aldir. And you can see them way off in the distance. They flank the west entrance, so the west gates. And uh, you join this main road that just it cuts straight through the entire city, straight from the gates of the administrator's uh, citadel and the Zarian barracks right next to it. And then uh, straight down to the gates where uh, that lead onwards to the desert, to the sacred sands, to the wreck of the gods that these two monuments of Aldia flank. 
Um, so you're basically on the main thoroughfare now. And Farron and Duva, you remember that this is a road known as the uh, Ivory Road. I uh, I let the group know that. Hey, this is the Ivory Road. Hi, I recognize. So now that you're on the main thoroughfare, um, for people that have uh, been to Solaris, I'll let you remember where a few landmarks are so you don't have to go and buy a map. Um... Now that you're on uh, the main Ivory Road, uh, so Torm, the House of Torm, Farron, you would remember, that is to uh, the very north of the city. And um, that is uh, sort of sitting in the shadow of an area known as the Pyramid District. And the Pyramid District is where the uh, three smaller Pyramids of Cutrix are, as well, along with the Grand Pyramid of Cutrix. Um... And the other main uh, landmark that you remember, Farrand, uh, is the Grand Bazaar, which is to the south in the Market District. So as you wind down this main thoroughfare, uh, to the north is the House of Torm, and to the south is the Grand Bazaar. And those are like the two main places that you remember from growing up. You know, it was 20 years ago, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, 48 years ago, years. sorry, yeah. So, you know, you're a bit hazy. Or 20 years. Um, but you can sort of, you can use the, the pyramids that you can see off in the distance... All these like massive towers uh, that you can remember are the towers of Zimdal, and you can sort of navigate from those massive monuments that are all around you and think, okay, so that's north, that's south, that's where the Grand Bazaar is. I remember Tor House of Torms roughly around here. So right, where do you want to go? Um, I'd like to go to the House okay. of Torm first. It's just up north, this road here, and then right after I'm cured and we've taken care of those curse coins, we can head south and we can go shopping. Sounds like a plan to me. And we can not do it. Ari we buy some new just, clothes, perhaps. Like, Ari just cannot respond. She <laughs> Sensory is, overload. Um, what, uh, By the way, guys, I'm sorry if my I'm... descriptions are winding on way too long in this episode. This is like a big location. I'm just trying to uh, mm. get across how much is going on all around you. Better you. Be There's sorry. just a, a bunch of stuff going on all around you. It's a real melting pot of culture, Solaris. What's the jewel of the South? As the... As they're walking, Ari is falling behind because she keeps like seeing something new for the first yeah. time and gets distracted before being yeah. pulled along. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you go She's like a child. You go south uh, down this ivory road. Um, that is indeed the colour of the cobblestones. Uh, mostly, it's sandstone sort of uh, flooring all around Solaris within the gates. Um, but this is sort of like a bleached uh, ivory sort of colour. And they're sort of smaller stones. They're kind of like cobblestones. And as you're winding down them, eventually, you come across a very strange building. Uh, I'm going to have Duva and Farrand roll history checks to see if they remember what this is. Oh, that's probably not going to be good for me. Ooh. But it's a... Um... I'll explain it after oh, you've that's done a... rolling. 14. 15. 15, 14, 15. pretty similar. Okay, so you both remember, um, as you walk up, you see uh, jutting out of the sort of blinding white of these ivory cobblestones, um, sort of like contrasting very harshly with those colours, is this black uh, coiling spiral. It's a very strange building. It's completely smooth. It doesn't appear to be made out of segments. It's just this black, uh, slightly glittering, almost like the night sky sort of texture. Um, kind of, uh, yeah, almost like a marble sort of texture, whatever it's constructed out of. And it's just like this spiraling. Uh, it's almost like kind of like a termite mound that just goes higher and higher and higher into the ground. And, uh, yeah, it finishes probably about 
80, 100 feet up, so it's a very, very tall structure. It's very thin, and it's made out of this, this like, black, uh, marbly sort of uh, stuff. And you both remember Duva. Actually, Duva probably doesn't. But Farand, with 15, you remember that this is actually the Temple of Osiris. Ooh. And it's the only temple along this main road. And it's just sort of like this eyesore that's just, like, jutting out of the main road. Uh, Osiris, you remember, Whoa. you once knew an Asimar paladin by the name of Dalinar, yep. who uh, used to pray to Osiris, the new god. And you remember that he is indeed the new god of resurrection. Um, but yeah, you see this building in front of you. Uh, you remember what it is. And you sort of think back and remember your uh, fallen uh, Asimar friend who was resurrected once, but unfortunately uh, was not resurrected a second time as he fell in... Uh, Dumbwater, the island of Dumbwater, when you were fighting the lizard folk. He wasn't the only one. Yeah, I don't know who would ever yeah. play someone like who? that. Who? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, you. He wasn't our only was, fallen soldier me. that day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah, do miss no, him. Yeah. <laughs> he sacrificed himself for the rest of the crew. So you approach. That was. You, know, was you approach this like, strange spiral. sacrificed himself. Structure. My great. I approach the. Uh, I approach the obelisk. You approach the obelisk. Okay. It does indeed sort of have a, um, you can see a thin outline of just a doorway, just large enough to fit you, Farron. Probably only goes about eight feet up, and it's like fairly wide, but you just see, it's just like an outline, pretty much. So you approach the obelisk, you see your sort of like warped yes. reflection in the black, uh, glossy texture of the exterior. Can I and I turn you? back to everyone with like a bit of a sad look mm -hmm. on my face, and I say, this is the Temple of Osiris. And it, um, do you guys even remember what that is? Nope. I asked um. Duva and Flintlock. <laughs> uh, nope. Duva doesn't know because she never uh. got into this conversation with him. <laughs> Ari just yeah, walked well, don't worry if you don't remember. We weren't particularly close. I'm not one like for religion. Yes, well, it was the god that Dalinar followed. Oh, that if you part. guys actually remember, I remember. Yeah, him. that that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. He's resting in peace. Like, what do you do? That guy who, who died so we could live. So what do you do here then? Do you well, put like a gold coin in front of the obelisk to remember him? Like, what, how does this work? Um. Well, I'm not sure. I don't want to just leave a few gold coins on the floor. Like, oh, rest in peace. Because that's stupid. Anyway. Um, I go up to the door and I say, Alright, we've got a week before I die. We can spare a few minutes. Okay. At least. Or so going inside. Um, All right. I politely knock on the temple. You knock on the temple immediately, like before you've even finished you know, about three or four knocks of your heavy locks it on fist. Uh, and before you even finish those knocks, you just hear a deep rumbling. And that door, the outline that I mentioned, uh, the door slides down into the ground. Do you guys want to come in, or are you not particularly uh, interested? Uh, I'm fascinated. I'll go in. And then she just yeah, I'll have a <laughs> okay. I'll have a nosy about. I'll go in. Um, and actually, also you, Figold and Juva, you come in as well, even if you don't want to, because I don't. Uh, yeah, see that. What's trust. the word? Oh, I don't trust you in this new place <laughs> by yourselves. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm half tempted. Don't be offended. I mean, you can be offended. You can be offended if you want. It's a bit offensive. <laughs> Put your mind at ease. Sure, I'll, I'll come in and have a little bit of a look. Why not? Uh, you just sit there, okay. and I'm I'm really tempted to to not. 
because like you're right yeah. because I'm telling you to do something and that's just kind of not on. Yeah. Like, kind of am I allowed to? Doctor Master speaking. Am I allowed to, to enter this place? I understand you're paying respect to your friend, and I I did not know him. Um. Yeah, you should uh, be allowed in. I mean, they were they they're not really interested to learn new things. You, you know, when I was a wee anything. boy, which was about uh, uh, twenty years, years ago. ago. Twenty years. Ago, I'm thirty three now. I thought there was only one god known yes. as the Allfather. And then I was introduced to uh, Kronos, our god of healing. You know about him, Farrand? Yes. Yeah, well, I, uh, you, you shouldn't because his legion are full of uh, scam artists. And he looks around. It's like, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, 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 anyway. I didn't know about um, that. Not very trusting of new religions, but I'm always interested in, in learning about them anyway. And he, he starts to shuffle in. So everyone, everyone's going inside. I get it, I get uh, it. Yeah, everyone goes arts. inside. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Duva, uh, if you want, you can just wait outside. But now I've told you to wait outside, so... What do you want? You want me to come in? You want me to stay outside? I feel like I'm getting mixed messages. I just don't I... want you to, you know, these people, they might look at you funny, they might look at you weird, and I just don't want you to, you know, like, uh, threaten them. them and murder them just for that. No, 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 no. Duva, I, mean, I, I get it like if you it want if to, you but... came along with us. I think it would be a nice little look... time. Isn't this cool? And also, Dalinar, he, he, like, this is for him as well. I know you probably didn't, couldn't care less about him, but... When's, when, when's the next chance you're going to get to go in an obelisk like this? You know? <laughs> it's cool. Look at how cool, look at how cool this looks. Do you think so? You, you ever been in something like this? He has a point. He really does have a point. I trundle in. Trundle in, okay. Hey. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so, you're all entering the obelisk, it sounds like. Um, yes. Yeah. We are inside the obelisk. As you get into the obelisk, <laughs> uh, this is what you are confronted with. Can you see that? Hold we up. immediately get party wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you guys see that? It's like, it's like a... Wait, 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 yes, wait, you wait. can. Okay, cool. What the ever-loving Classic. Fuck is that? Classic Osiris with the fucking Eldritch Horrors. <laughs> So, as you get inside, uh, yeah, like I said, Solaris has this uh, very strange mix of very uh, traditional, uh, sort of like medieval architecture, like it's common all around Avalon, primarily constructed out of stone and wood, and then just uh, these strange metal structures. And the Temple of Osiris is one of them. As you walk inside, there are all certain kinds of chambers and tunnels leading off to different sections of this obelisk. And as you're sort of peering through those corridors and hallways, you can indeed see um, just like more uh, familiar sort of rooms that are, you know, constructed out of stone. Uh, But the main centerpiece of this temple as you walk inside is this strange black uh, coil that you can just see it's just going up and up and up and up. And it's, I say coil singular, but it's actually many, many different uh, metal threads, kind of like piping, all wrapped and coiled together. And it just goes up and up and up and up and up, all the way up to the very top of the obelisk, where some sun is just drifting in. Uh, It immediately, uh, you feel very, very warm inside. I mean, you felt warm outside. It's a desert, right? Um, This is a different kind of warmth. As soon as you enter the Temple of Osiris... um, you almost feel like the sun is inside you, this beam of sun. And the beam of sun is just falling upon this coil. And you can actually see uh, in the very center of this coil is this glowing blue light. And as that blue light falls upon you, that also feels like beams of sun filtering out of the light, filtering uh, out of this like massive tendrils. Um, and you can also see within the tendrils, there's about three or four people 
they appear to be asleep. They, they just have these coils wrapped around them. And they're just like that. Like they're caught up in a tree branch. Their eyes are closed and they just appear to be sleeping. There is a half very interesting. There's version. a loxodon, uh, and there's two male humans. I put one Same. gold coin down on the nearest pipe-looking thing because that's about all I know about remembering <laughs> I'm the sorry, dead. Do you mean a florin? Um, yeah, a, a, a golden <laughs> florin. Um, that's the currency now. One, by the way, everybody. Uh, well, as you put one down, a uh, very nice gesture, Duva. But you do look around and you see that. That's clearly not uh, how this place works. There's no gold coins scattered around on the floor. So yeah, it's just this one single gold florin now uh, on down yeah. on one of the coils. Because um, that's how I remember it. Yeah. Ari's going to slowly approach one of the male humans that are wrapped well, I'm gonna up. Well, slowly there's, approach the there's coils. There's a human, yeah, pretty much right in front of you. A male mm. human, he's got red hair, yeah. um, freckles... Bushy red oh, beard. Um, yeah, twinsies. But he's the <laughs> only one that's eyeless. So all the others just coil, okay, ascend higher and higher into the sky. And the Loxodon, you see, it's just like at least like 20, 30 feet above you. Mm. It's just wrapped up in the coil. Ah! Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> careful, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Uh, don't, don't touch yeah. him. They might wake up. And I don't think they want to wake up. Um, right now, at least. I don't know what to do. He's all wrapped up. Like, it... Sir. Hello? Sir. She, like, waves her hand in front of his face. I don't uh, know what to do in situations. He is very he is very unconscious. As you say that, uh, you, like, wave your hand and you wait. Actually, I'm going to have you make a uh, perception check. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> um... That, my guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not expect you guys to get to uh, go inside this building, by the way. Just <laughs> That's okay. Though. That, my friends, <laughs> Oh, fuck, a that's seven. a nat one. You're like, yeah, yeah, he's just unconscious. He's having a sleep. You give him a few pats. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, what are you they're, doing? they're sleeping in here. It's kind of weird. <laughs> can, you, can you stop, Ari, please? You who have uh, practically zero clue about our culture. Well, I mean, no offense. My, my apologies. Oh well, do you know what's going on We're, in here, big yeah, fella? Yeah, what are you doing, hey? Um, what is going on here is um, I have no idea. Shut up! That doesn't mean you should go up to the people that are wrapped up in the black coils of Osiris. I'm just curious. In the temple of Osiris. As you say I'm this, I get it. Look, but what if you wake them up and they don't want to be woken? A robed, like well, some sort of a robed masked woman. This looks like some sort of prayer. Looks like this. Uh, so you see, she's got these long robes and this golden mask. And again, much like with the Zarians, the mask Ooh. is uh, embossed to the point where it's like reaching out, making her head actually look very, very uh, large on either side. Um, but it's again, so large. you can't you can't even see the eyes. So especially in this rather dim. Uh, shadowy sort of place where there's only really like one light source, one sunbeam. It just makes the eyes uh, you can't even see them. It's just covered in shadow. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach the best I can and be like, "Hey, you with the weirdly white head, be respectful." <laughs> yeah, you have well, to be respectful. Well, she's she's already approaching you, but you say but that as she gets closer it... and closer to the coil, and she's like, "Please." Do not disturb the bodies. 
Vigo, mate, I think it's just a mask. I don't think her head's um, actually that wide. Excuse me. Like you might be onto something. I uh, ask her, me. are these are these dead worshippers? Are these deceased worshippers? No. Well, <sighs> they are deceased, and she places a hand on the face of uh, the one that you were, like, slapping around, Ari. <laughs> yeah, well, you weren't slapping around. But you were, like, checking <laughs> to, like, see, like, ah, oh, he's just asleep, and you gave him a few pats. Um, and she, you know, places... She bats your hand away and places a uh, two fingers, basically. Hits, touches the face, and then turns down two fingers down so to check his pulse. And she goes, mm. frozen between one heartbeat and the last... Eric just kind of looks at her hands, what? being like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" What is that? Not <laughs> what does that not mean? Not quite deceased, but all vital signs frozen it... just before death. And should we help him? When they can make adequate donations, the coil can be activated, and the resurrection can begin. Uh, yes, this is a religion, place bro. of uh, resurrection. I remember now. Pay to be That's resurrected. That's pretty much a place where Osiris, you know. Kind of this excels. is the resurrection coil. Are you not familiar with it? Uh, Are you new to Solaris, perhaps? Uh, right, look. Everyone yes. here is new, pretty much. I lived here 40 years um, ago, so I'm kind of new as well. I see. But Look, I don't want to get too off track. We're clearly... here to pay respects for a, for a fallen comrade who was a follower yes, of Osiris. Yes, we aren't here to mess around oh, with well, them, obviously. The a rituals. fallen comrade? Well, that means the donation could be... Very, if he was a follower of Osiris, the donation could be halved. His even. body, if you have was the, unfortunately, you do not have the body. Sorry, donation exploded by now. His body was eaten alive and then exploded ah. in the thing that ate him. I am sorry to hear that. What was his name? Um, Delana. Delana. And then she she uh, places a. Uh, Cloffed, gloved, actually, a red velvet glove hand uh, into the coil, and she says, Dalana. And then the coil just sort of like writhes slightly, and she goes, mm-hmm. Yes. Osiris brought him back once before, even without the assistance of such a thing. He must have been a devout worshipper for that to happen, but Osiris yes. does not have the power. His power is diminished. This coil helps him help us but we need gold to keep it running so you see why donations oh, of course you do. are very very important the coil is rotting it was salvaged from the Zakamai ruins some 400 years ago it needs to be maintained with uh, a long time. new uh, Zakamai shards Zakamai equipment about molten time we started Zakamai to be... metal uh, yeah, yeah I think it's time to go Ooh. and at the moment that is uh, needs to be purchased from Simba uh, so um... what a shame well, if you have the coin exactly... to spare and you need to freeze or resurrect a loved one especially a follower of Osiris should you ever meet one again uh, we would be glad to offer our services but you, you do need the Okay. Yes, we, probably, well, uh, we definitely don't have enough. And if we, if we, we ever find ourselves in that kind of a situation, we'll be sure to let little you know, Mister White Lady. Voice down, please. This place has been in such a ruckus over the yes, last week since quiet. the Battle of the Bay. Oh, no. All the business that occurred there, and of course uh, the Legion barging in here. Please keep your voice well, down. That's just sounds not awful. Respectful. Anyway, Farrant, what's the what's the way to uh, your parents' house? Can we get going? 
Yeah, mm. look, so we won't take up any more of your time. We paid our respects. Pay respects, but that's mm. fine, I guess. I'll leave yes. you to it. Um, we don't need your services right. at the moment. Okay. We have other things that we need to take. It was care nice of us, meeting so. you, strange, ominous lady. Osiris, if, be with if, you. If, if, Thank yes. You. Uh, y- and you, you as well. too. Y- yeah, you too. Yes. Um, let us be off now, my dear patrons. As you say that, uh, yes. I, just, like, try and act, I try and act smart. She looks like she's about to turn around, but then, well, she does turn around, and she pauses and turns back. She goes, He never made it to the other side. Well, know. that's just depressing. What do you mean by that? He lies at the bottom of the ocean, about? and his soul is not with Osiris. I just felt it. I felt it when I touched the coil. Is there any connection with Osiris? His voice is so weak in this sinful world. Oh, she's just trying to scam you out of money. Come on, let's go. Well, that's a shame. We best be off. But... <laughs> Did you say his body exploded? <laughs> I know for a fact that isn't true, I swear. What did you just his say? Soul wouldn't be... Is not true? His, his soul wouldn't be resting in the bottom of the ocean. I swear I, I saw. What did you see? After he died. You saw? After he died, I swear I felt his, I felt something. His I soul saw. passed through to a lesion. I saw some part of him, even though he was dead. But I felt it, and I saw it rise up. I'm not sure what it was. I can show you. I'm not sure how or why it happened. but He never made the journey. And let me guess, if we pay you a lot of money, you could make the journey on his behest. Could ask Osiris. But like I said, Osiris's connection with this mortal plane is weak. Well, we do not have enough funds, and perhaps some in the coming centuries Osiris will return to his former glory, or perhaps grow stronger. Many souls that are enough to help his falling dying in the Azure Sea are not passing onwards to Elysium. They are remaining at the bottom of the ocean. This is well, recent. I suppose we'll just avoid doing anything Do not die at sea. sea. Whatever you do. Yep. I wasn't planning on it. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I'm gonna die, it's gonna be right here, baby. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm preferably blee uh, older than I am. Um, but, you know... She leaves halfway through the conversation. That nasty she, she, she shuffles off into one us. of the various different uh, corridors all around you. I didn't really feel like just walking away, but she did it for us. So that's perfect. Let's go. Uh, everyone <laughs> yeah, this place is Farrand, once again yeah, really I, fucking I, weird. Let's I leave. I, 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 do a quick, I do a quick prayer for Delinar, mm-hmm. and then I leave. Because okay. I don't want to be in there. Farrand, <laughs> I think you need to be out. careful around here with your gauntlet. There seems to be a lot of focus on whatever the hell that metal is. On the metal? Yeah, well, it's very important to me, so... Yeah, they sure do love... Going on about Zachamaya technology here? Yes, I I actually am quite still not very learned on the subject, but I do know that obviously they are very sought after here in. Solaris. Maybe you should uh. Um, a select few group of temples managed to get their hands on any. Perhaps you should keep to... that gauntlet hidden from prying eyes. For Perhaps now. if you That's like. That's what I was thinking, a, but before I had a chance to wrap. Before I had a chance to wrap anything around it, we arrived at the dock because I was too busy talking about Fiegold's panther or something. <laughs> well, yeah, we well could... maybe take the opportunity to wrap it up now, eh? Yeah, I don't have any cloth 
I've did. got rope. Maybe I can wrap some rope you know around what? my gun. Okay, you know what I have in my wee handy bag? What, a blanket that was previously soaked in water but is now dry. That's what I have. <laughs> I would like to a take A blanket. Wait, it's yours. Can I use that? Where did you get that? Thank you. <laughs> it's the blanket she used to gold. pull Flegulp up from the lava. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the wet. Yeah, her handy blanket she kept right. going on about. Here you go. Let us. Just <laughs> chucks it at him. I, I just quickly like wrap it in my tie little knot. Let us head towards my parents' house. I mean the yep. temple of Tor. I mean the house of Tor. Let's yeah. go. All right, let's go. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go. Aye, aye. Lead the way. I lift Follow up. Me. I lift up Vigolb again so that he can keep up with the rest. Wahoo! Okay. And you know, like Ari nine feet mumbling. I like, I like lift up my arms and you, you pick me up from like under my armpits like a little infant. I start making airplane noises even though they don't exist. <laughs> Airship noises as we go. Are you okay with this big old <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah. We'll get him little like, overalls. Um, yeah. As we are walking, Ari is mumbling to herself about how she does not understand the new gods. <laughs> <laughs> She has no idea what's happening. Yeah, well, you come from a world where, uh, in the Aldra, the old gods are worshipped in very traditional <laughs> ways. There are temples, the temples accept yeah. donations, and they pray. Whereas here, yep. uh, the temples are very highly specialised depending on what the god is of. So, Osiris, the god of resurrection, uh, hmm. can literally resurrect people as long as the temple <laughs> gets enough money. Um, oh, yeah. Well, at least sketchy. that's what the lady said. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, also just, you know, I want there's a, a new lo- big handbag. S- or like, else your dad stays dead. People in Naeldra aren't very fond of, you know, the whole idea of the new gods. No. A, well, a I'm thinking <laughs> that the new gods and the old gods and the new god and the old god worshippers ought to just make up, you know, ought to just forget about all those issues and become good I... friends because then we can worship together. I agree. We can all it's be happy. Hard to understand. <laughs> Maybe so even much... a few of those objectively evil gods. I don't like to use the word objectively evil, but I don't particularly care for murder or thievery like some gods do. But hey, what can you do about it? Okay, <laughs> so um, as you uh, you pass through the Temple of Cyrus, you're going along the main ivory road and then you hit into a back alley to head north towards the House of Torm. You're getting closer and closer to uh, the pyramids of Cutrix and in the shadow of these pyramids, uh, the House of Torm sits... You guys ever seen pyramids? I'm about to put some pyramids up right here. I point at the pyramids. These are some pyramids. Uh, that is yes. huge. Yeah, so you're not you're not what quite you seeing think them from of that? that angle. Uh, the the pyramids they um so the ivory channel which is sort of like it's kind of like the Nile of Solaris, right? It's in the middle of the desert. Um, but this river called the Ivory Channel flows in from the Azua Sea, filtered through by mangroves, and creates this marshy, farmable uh, swampland, almost within the, the arid uh, sand dunes of uh, the Sands of the Gods, the, the desert of the Domain of the Corsair. Uh, that, the Ivory Channel, which has all this farmland around it, then hits a wall. Past that wall, you can see uh, three 
uh, smaller pyramids and one gigantic pyramid. And even the, the smaller pyramids are very much just regular uh, pyramids. Their entire... They're one piece, basically. They're one piece. They're all made out of some strange uh, mixture of metal um, and stone. Uh, but then the largest pyramid... What's so funny? Epic anime. Please. Okay, carry on. Uh, and but the very top of the largest pyramid um, has this. Uh, the very it's a regular pyramid, but it's almost like the top has been cut off, and that top uh, is elevated and levitating above the rest of this. This is the largest pyramid, the Grand Pyramid of Cutrix. Uh, the very top is floating, and it's just sort of like floating around in a circular uh, motion, levitating. And that's sort of like a building in and of itself that's floating above the rest of this gigantic pyramid. Ari just kind of looks. <laughs> so you can see all of this as, as you enter the pyramid district. <laughs> she just points and goes, Ah, she do that. <laughs> How the fuck does he do that? So you're on, you're on top of a hill, you've walked up on top of a hill, you're looking down at the Ivory Channel and these uh, pyramids, and you can kind of see off in the distance, Farron, do you recognize... Uh, the familiar sight of the House of Torm in the shadow of these pyramids. And the House of Torm consists of a a small square. That square has a very distinctive uh, Zakamai shard that powers uh, the sacred spring of Torm. That Zakamai shard is jutting up into the air uh, and usually glows a a strong blue, like a sort of iridescent, um, almost like neon uh, blue. But, and usually, you can usually even see it during daytime. It is, you know, still uh, early afternoon, sort of midday time. Um, but uh, there is no blue light. It is just the shard, and it's just not glowing whatsoever. The shard appears to be dead. And uh, you can also see from this distance up on the hill, as you look down at your old home, you're sort of filled with a, a nostalgic feeling. Um, you can see the, the shard, usually glowing blue, is now not glowing blue. And, um, behind it, uh, the gardens, in the shadow of the pyramids, and the sacred spring that you came to heal yourself in. Um, and the gardens still look to be intact, that, that as you remember them as a child. Um, but you haven't gotten a closer look yet. Yeah, Farron at the moment is just staring at it, and, like, there's one of those big... <sighs> Ari's still looking at the pyramids, to be honest. <laughs> She's never seen anything like that before. <laughs> Have you people ever seen anything like this before? I no. I don't, I don't mean to say you people. I mean like you guys yeah. here. What do you mean you people? <laughs> You're all different people. And okay. from up so, atop this hill, you also kind of it's all good. kind of have a 360 view of all of Solaris. So you're looking upon the pyramids and the House of Torm. Then if you turn over to the south, you can see uh, the massive. Um, it's a the Grand Bazaar basically. Uh, and it's a fully like roofed building again. It's just this long mm. sort of roofed tunnel. And next to it, um, you can see the Grand Tower of Zimdal, which is just this massive. Um, it's a skyscraper basically. It's just a massive rectangular prism that spirals up into the sky, uh, and it's just it's glow. It's basically just uh, shining because the exterior seems to be constructed entirely out of this uh, metal that's sort of been knitted together and layered. It's almost like this regular uh, tower, kind of like Tower of Babel, this stone tower, is covered in this armor pleating. That's... Whoa. As you're looking at that, you've now orientated yourself successfully. Farron, it's all coming back to you. You sort of remember the general layout of the city, uh, and you're still heading towards the House of Tom, correct? 
Yes. Okay. So you then wind down this alleyway that you're currently on. You're now going down the hill. And eventually you reach uh, what I had up before, which is this square. You reach this square. The most notable part of this square is this massive uh, and very... Um, it's this gigantic stone clock tower with a very intricate clock face that's just sort of ticking away. And written in uh, red, could be paint, but could also potentially be blood, is scrolled in common, is the message, the gods are dead. That's oh, wow. Nice. That is just awful. Ain't that off. ominous? And ever. You know, fair enough. Everyone's just sort of looking around occasionally. Everyone around you. That wasn't fair when I uh, (laughs) Everyone around you just sort of like (laughs) side eyeing the message, but they're mostly just sort of moving on about their day. Um, And you see it glinting in the sun, and as you get closer to it, you actually see a goblin uh, standing up on a little fold out wooden ladder and just furiously scrubbing. uh, Just starting. He he steps up onto the ladder and he just furiously starts scrubbing away at it as you get closer. Can I, as we get closer, well, can I? If he wasn't going to do it, I would have climbed yeah. up there and taken it off myself because that is just disrespectful to the old hey. gods and the new gods. You know, Farron, I gotta say, your parents live a real far away away. <laughs> yeah. This is taken. Quite yes, some well, time. I wasn't planning on visiting my parents for another few hundred. This years, is a so perhaps I would have written to them eventually. This is a but... massive metropolis. You're in Figol. This is a city of like we're in a the couple, big a city. Of million Fiegel. people. It's one of the it's one of the I'm... largest cities in all of Avalon that you've entered. You also need not to really, understand that um, this living my best life. This city is, you know, it's sacred to religion, and somebody's being incredibly disrespectful. Just saying I that, think... the goblin's just like really sweating and out like, shh, shh, shh. he's just starting like on the to... T's, he's oh. moving on towards the H. I think it's kind of funny to be honest. Does anyone have any magic that can Oi. scrub? I, I few, have some uh... magic that can scrub this off and I take the oh, rag from the goblin's hand and take it. I don't mean uh... like... Wait, 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 I was going to say... I head up, I take the, the rag from the goblin's hands and I just take over with Whoa, a lot hold more on. elbow grease. So, uh, He's on the goblin yeah, ladder, you, you, not, a, not a minotaur ladder. You march up and you are in, you're pretty much eye level with it, so you got to take the rag. Yeah. Goes, no, no, no. He, he immediately just starts like shoving you away. He's like, let Maggot Head do his job, all right? Why? scrubbing. Maggot Head? Ari walks up to... Him, like, behind Duval. By the Dunlord, leave and, me be! And in you heard Goblin, him, Duval. Let Maggot Head do his job. <laughs> I, I'll let Maggot in Head do Goblin, his job. In Goblin, yeah. Ari looks up and says, obviously in Goblin, um, is is your name... Is your name Go- Maggot Head? He turns over, he's kind is of that surprised you? that you speak uh, Goblin. He's like, yeah, Maggot Head. What of it? And Maggot Head doesn't um, I, And Maggot Head doesn't finish. Scrub it off this little here message. Won't receive the Dung Lord's blessings for tonight. And he just keeps scrubbing away. Do you need Do you need help? Can't receive help. Receive help? Why not? And the Dung Lord won't be happy about that! And he's just like now like really scrubbing away at the sandstone. Putting all the I'd like to you say to Beagle, what is a Dung Lord? <laughs> 
Fig uh, of you have no fucking clue. <laughs> I do. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, these, Excuse me. Yeah, what? I have an the, idea. What? Just because I'm a goblin, I know what the goblin's the, talking about. A... That's a little racist, <laughs> don't you think? Uh, aye, but I, I figured He's talking about the dung lord. I have no idea what that uh, is. Do I have any idea um, what that is? Um, what is a dung lord? Farron, I'm going to have you make a history check. Just in case you remember. Oh. Let me get this straight. Maggot head is working for the Dung Lord. Natural toy. Hey, okay. Oh Farron, you remember that, um... You have a Jimmy Neutron brain blast about the Dung Lord. You remember Lord that the impartial <laughs> administrators um, employ uh, a group of goblins uh, to help clean the sewers and help maintain the city. Uh, they don't... As far as you remember, it might have changed in 40 years, but back when you were living here, they didn't receive uh, any gold for their services, but they were their religion, uh, known as the Dung Lord, their deity, basically. The, the congregation, the followers of the Dung Lord, um, in exchange for uh, them carrying out their sanitation duties, uh, the Dung Lord was recognized as uh, one of the new gods of Solaris. The Dung Lord is an officially verified deity by the Desideratum of Miracles. The impartial administrators have proved it, um, or at least they say they've proved it, and in, in return... Um, their deity is recognized and they essentially work for their deity and because their deity is recognized they have a variety of privileges within the city right Ari nice. turns to Farron and goes I explained what the Dung Lord is yeah oh the Dung Lord I like start rubbing my temples <laughs> and like, my eyes shoot wide open what and what like, is the Dung Lord and I just I stand perfectly still for like five seconds uh, did we break him <laughs> the Dung Lord. Oh, he's back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a god okay. in Solaris that many, many of the, uh, particularly goblins, follow. And um, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a weird one. Don't, don't let him know. What do you say? I said the Dung Lord was very, incredible. Very I never said it wasn't incredible. What do you say, weird? I, I think, no, he's I think many of the gods are weird. It's but I did, I did mean to say, I did mean to say incredible. And indescribable, in, in, in honestly, in its grace, and I won't say beauty, but I will say uh, just just pure immense Scent. impact. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's what he meant that's to say, but he said mm. weird. I did say weird <laughs> instead. I was just looking for. Words. It's an easy mistake. You Oxidons always look down upon us. I can't believe. And now he's like completely just like you've kind of you've kind of pissed him off here, I mean, Baron. He's he's I, actually just completely fair, stopped scrubbing away at the message, and he looks over at you, Figo. Hey. I can't believe you're associating with him. Oh, I'm hey, mighty. Hey, I'm mighty. You see, like you are. You came up here in this square. Maggothead saw it out of the corner of his eye. He did. Hey, Maggot yeah, Head should maybe mind his own fucking business. <laughs> you should mind your business. What's uh, your name, eh? Okay, okay. You're the Dung Lord, are you? The Dung Lord. I can tell you, you're the Dung Lord. Will be angry. Right. angry. You all like to do right now is put Figob on the floor so that he can have a fight with this. Just forget about us. Go back to cleaning. Figob, the Dung Lord. Is that your name? No. Why aren't you carrying out any duties right now? Pardon? What? What'd you, wait, what was that? Are you, are you, do you carry out duties? You should be carrying out duties. The Dung Lord's not going to be hey, happy with you tonight. Yeah, Figo, you're going to make the Dung Lord <laughs> yeah, very angry. I got angry. plenty of duties to get to, buddy. I'll, I'll go ahead over and Which get on. Which sewer parish are you are. from? What? Which sewer parish are you from? Figo, which sewer? It's a simple okay. question, Figo. Okay, which okay, dirty, gonna... fucking, disgusting sewer I, I, I did feel you call? Maybe out not of? equipped to answer this question. I know your name, yes. Figo. No. 
Which Scylla Parish are you from? Okay. I'm gonna report you! Okay, okay. Uh, Asking someone what their sewer district is is very disrespectful. Scylla so Parish! Have to ask you to it's not disrespectful! Parish, okay. I'm gonna have to ask you to stop talking to my friend this way because it is incredibly disrespectful. We're only allowed here and in this city by the grace of the Dung Lord. He should be worshipping the Dung Lord or he shouldn't be in here. Beagle, well, do you want me to kick He's gonna set a bad you. example, make all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get all of us kicked out of Solaris. Listen. Wait, no, no violence, please. Mac I step head, up. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, what? Are you saying this is a goblin? is. Yes. Okay. Is Maggot Head your chosen name? Yeah. So you, so you <laughs> well, chose. You I was. Cho I was that name. I was born with it. And you choose to go by it. Yeah. I was born with it. Are you okay? Are you okay? I with bet all of you were born with your names. What are they? Yes, talking? all of us were born with our names. I don't know exactly. <laughs> They're, they're, they're probably talking about sewers and dumb. Hey, hey, it's a perfectly fine goblin name. I had a buddy back in the Underdark that was called Maggot Foot. You know, it's a little similar. <laughs> Maggot Foot? He sounds like quite yeah. a gentleman. He was. He was great. I mean, I'd, I'd rather speak with him. Good. He's nice. <laughs> As, I'm, I mean, you know, if... if was he a hard worker? If you, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he worked hard. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like any <laughs> goblins that are hard workers. <laughs> that, that aren't hard workers. They make the rest of, rest of us look bad. You see? Fiegel's a very hard worker. Are you a hard worker, work Fiegel? Absolutely. He locks eyes with you. I, I wake up in the morning, first thing on my mind is, ah, how are we making some coin today? <laughs> coin? <laughs> Dung Lord, yeah, Dung Lord doesn't like coin. Dung Lord likes sanitation. He's the god of sanitation. <laughs> I'll be honest with Do you. you. I, okay. I, I never met this Dung Lord. Oh, you belt. should. Wait, are you from? I are should? you not from? Are you from out the city? Uh, yeah, yeah. You oh, I've never that. met any goblins from out of city. I thought you were a myth. And he jumps down, and he's now getting a bit, a bit more uh, comfortable with you now that he's on that. So he, he looks up at you, sort of like squints, peers at you, starts like poking at your cheeks. I put I can't on the believe floor. you're real. I was born in the sewers. Down here, the sewers of Solaris. That sounds lovely. Don't touch it. Everyone me. else in my family was. <laughs> all me cousins. All 576 of us. I didn't even know there yeah. were goblins from outside the city. She, yeah, Ari yeah, just no, kind of looks over lot. to um, um, well. Flintlock and just kind of goes... Do you think his parents are related? <laughs> uh, and I, and I say, he doesn't understand goblin. I say, do you think it would be unethical to start a goblin revolution while we were here? <laughs> that um, sounds like you... a lot of fun. I say, you're telling me you're, you're telling me you've never met the Dung Lord, Figo. You've never spoken to no, him. No, no. But he's our divine creator, he is. Yeah, you're telling me you've he... never met your divine creator. 
No, you no, are I'm missing wa- out. I, yeah, what's a twice? I will take no, you to Missilla Paris just after I finish wiping this off. Do 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 you, you want to do you want to help me wipe this off, Figob? I'm sure you'd be very good at it. Abs- Strong goblin no, arms, just not. like mine. He I, flexes I, his bicep. There's like very little muscle. I, 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 I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff to do. You know, it's, I'm I, I, I'm busy myself. Yeah. So. Uh, there's no greater pleasure for us gold. goblins than giving it a good we, old we scrub. Blast, you know, we gotta go like we gotta go do some. I think they're talking goblins. Maggot head. Yeah. Uh, do you need me to like purchase some cleaning products or lunch for oh, you? Oh no. Like, uh, uh, are, you, are you sure? You're very, you're very kind, Missy. Um, by Thank the way, you. are you, uh, you're you're okay. I, I I very much appreciate uh, someone such as yourself knowing Goblin. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, but, I, uh, I think I'm pretty great. Uh, why won't be necessary here to serve? We are here to serve the Dung Lord. Uh, here to serve everyone else, and he gets back up on his ladder. He just keeps scrubbing away at it. Well, and now she's speaking that in was, common again. That was that an was experience. So <laughs> uh, By the way, he, he, he still speaks Asian. common. So if you want to say something with, yeah. like out of his earshot, you should that move was away. Nice and education. <laughs> he's a feisty fella. He has a lot of spirit. But, I think he'll get this done by the end of the day. <laughs> I'd kind of like to know more about this dung lord. I think he's been getting it done for years now. I mean, (laughs) pretty impressive. I don't know much about the dung lord, but I do know that he is definitely loyal to the cause. Anyway, Figob, um, that is definitely not the religion for you. (laughs) So let's move on to my parents' house. It's basically... Unless you want to clean up everything all day for your blessings. Now, while I do agree with you, Flintlock's idea of starting the Goblin Revolution <laughs> sounds pretty funny. Can we, can we maybe, can you guys maybe wait like a hundred years before you do that? Oh, I mean, oh. we can wait until after Because then I might I be, guess. yeah, yeah uh, after I leave Solaris and like we deal with all the issues that are currently pressing on us. Which yeah, alright. Too yeah, many sure, of us. Sure, sure, we'll help you, stingy little curse or whatever it is first why not this is when, this is when a curveball we'll is uh, thrown into the campaign it becomes the free the goblins campaign for the next like yeah. 100 <laughs> sessions we need we'll to first we need to make sure the goblins realize that they actually want it's to just, be freed because they're pretty pretty strong Aerie about their ways out her sword, her <laughs> and i think we're all part the of the same blood they're all the same bloodline <laughs> okay all right let's go to my parents um, house all right so okay. You keep you, you leave him, and by the by the time you're walking back, he's already finished the first word or so. He's definitely putting a lot of elbow grease into it. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah nice get job. a maggot head. Yeah. Woo! You got yeah! the maggot head. <laughs> I like how this went from like intense conflict <laughs> to <laughs> you supporting him within a second. He turns around, and he gives you a little wave. He's like, "The dung lord be with you," and he keeps scrubbing away at it. Oh, um, and also with you. With you. <laughs> I, I mean. I don't really get particularly upset if uh, he starts calling me a piece of crap loxodon. I kind of just forgive those people. <laughs> yeah, he called you a fucking, he called you a coastal elite. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so uh, you, you keep Jesus winding crap. through the alleyways until eventually you do indeed He complimented me. To He did. Uh, you, made, wow. you made a new friend there. <laughs> I eventually, did. Uh, we need more connections. The people of Goblins. You get to. She speaks for the Goblins. House of Didn't they just speak goblin over goblins like damn that's insane legit every time she has the goblin's been like mm. cause not many oh. people that aren't goblin <laughs> speak goblin hey it's very very rare 
Yeah. Because most people like she's Ill, not a human. Go- most people like Ill, you know, they're kind of second class citizens. So it's like goblins speak that. I don't yeah. want to speak that. Like Ill, they're like little and like green. Okay, Ill. this is home. To be you, fair, Baron. her reason for learning it oh. isn't verbal, but you know. No. Um, <laughs> yes. Ah, there's no walls, just like I remember. <laughs> so, uh, you keep winding <laughs> through these alleyways until eventually you see that same shard that I described before rising out from the ground. The shard usually glows with this bright blue light, but there is just nothing. It's just metal with these uh, curved, marked indentations. Uh, there's an eye motif, especially, that's etched into the metal. Um, and it's just shining, you know, in the sunlight. Uh, but it's not shining with any kind of divine energy. Uh, as you get closer to it, the shard basically uh, is like looking out over um, a balcony, and there's a winding staircase that goes down to a square that's below. Farron, do you remember this? This is the entrance of the House of Torm. So you walk down the steps, and the, it's Everyone. the place where you grew up. There are There's a wooden, fairly simple wooden door... And um, it's kind of like uh, a building. You know, you've got like a street and then occasionally you'll go down steps and there'll be a building and the building is actually, uh, the ceiling is the street that you were just on. Does that make sense? I'm trying to think of the right words to describe this. You wind down these steps. Like those bars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a a secret bar. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Just a plain wooden door. Um, And yeah, it's closed. Closed? Well, it's, it's the door's closed. Is it like a closed sign? It's not an open door. I, I take a deep breath, and I go to knock on the door. Okay. There's a few beats, and then eventually, eye slit opens up, and you see one eye, a loxodon eye. Um, one eye opens. One eye opens. You recognize this as the eye of. Your mother, Yasmine. Shook service. Is that Farron? Mom! You've come home! Oh, come home. Crying and <laughs> the isolate closes. The door opens uh, to reveal a female Loxodon. Um, who, she's wearing these long red robes with this eye motif uh, embroidered into them with silver silk. Uh, and yeah, male and female Loxodons look rather similar if you yourself are not a Loxodon. So for the rest of you, it just kind of looks like Farron. Um, but she does indeed... Uh, she's a little bit smaller <laughs> than you, Farron. She does indeed give you... Slightly shorter. Slightly shorter. Slightly less wide. Less wide, uh, shorter tusks, and she uh, embraces you in a big hug. And then the hug holds for a couple of seconds. And she slaps you on the back, and she goes... Boy... Why is it? I'm sorry. Why is it? I'm sorry. That in 40 I'm years. I'm sorry, Bob. 40 years. I'm really sorry. I, I understand that 40 years, Loxodon lifespans, we, we live so much longer than, uh, the, my apologies, everyone, but so much longer than your new friends here. But still, still, 40 years is 40 years. Mom, I want to And I, I received one message from you, and that message I've been is, long, by the way, okay. I'm dying. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how Fritis. the phrase is better. I only had a... Certain about in here. He's arrived, and she marches in. Um, <laughs> He's arrived. He's here. Uh, Forty He's years arrived. without a message. 
I wonder if I'm, I wonder if I'm I, I did I, I I didn't want to rise to you until I was a true worshipper of Twitter. I hope we don't get a knock on the door from the neighbors for doing a, a loud fucking loxodon voice at 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Alright. I so, feel like Ari is just like, ooh, family conflict. I'm gonna yeah. sit back. Ari is familiar with that. Um right. Uh, yikes. We'll move this one here, and you enter into a we rather, enter. um... <laughs> I'm still covered in scars and blood, by the way. Uh, it's yeah. a somewhat, uh, humble, uh, temple that you enter into, um, with these pillars and this, like, marble floor, but the marble floor is clearly being weathered. Um, clearly not regularly polished. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's, it's middle class, you know? It's not, like, the nicest temple you've ever been in, uh, but it, it does have a rather, um, comforting atmosphere. Unfortunately, there are still a few, there are a few tables that have been overturned. There's some chairs and splinters. Um, there's some marks on the walls, uh, and uh, some of the silk and the, um, the sort of tapestries that have uh, these various scenes of this like rather muscular uh, figure with this long flowing hair, humanoid sort of figure, with this large ga- two large gauntlets, silver on either side, glowing blue. Um, literally like fist fighting dragons and all kinds of like strange bestial creatures these tapestries have this beautiful embroidery but some of them are tattered, some of them crumpled up on the floor um, blackened clearly there's been um, yeah, some kind of uh, difficulties here uh, within the house of Torm uh, and as Yasmai leads you through the uh, hallway into the main sort of main temple worshipping room uh, with a staircase winding up to the second story where Farron, do you remember, or like all the residential rooms are, uh, you see a another Loxodon, also wearing red robes. Um, he is actually uh, kind of stooped over. He would be taller than both you, Farron, and Yasmai, but he's so sort of hunched and stooped over that he's actually shorter than, Yas- uh, than Yasmai. So he's probably about seven feet tall. Yasmai's probably about seven and a half. You're about eight feet. Um, but he does have very long tusks. Huge tusks, actually. Um, and they even sort of coil back around on themselves. You recognize this as your dad, Freitas. Uh, and he also has just a tiny little pair of spectacles just on the edge of his trunk. Uh, and he looks over and he goes, Oh, that's you, Farrand. Oh, so good to see oh. you again, my boy. And he has a cane. He sort of hobbles on over to you. I, like, walk over and give my dad a hug. I've calmed down a little bit, <laughs> but I'm still a bit, I'm still it's, a bit scared. Why was, uh, uh, your, I heard your mother yelling at you, and, uh, Yasmai just pipes up and goes, what, what do you mean, uh, heard me yelling at him? Aren't you yelling at him, Freitas? He, he comes home after 40 years, and we didn't receive a single message the entire time. And what is that on your fist? And she points on over at the gauntlet. She's like, where did you get that? You... Are you suddenly you suddenly my, interested my in the religion cloth. you abandoned now? Are you, my boy? My, ra- the my thing arm that is both of us cloth. dedicated our entire lives to. Hey, 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 hey. listen! All right, I get you. There's like a big reunion. There's lots of emotions. A little Ugh. bit of arguing going I don't on. Think this should interrupt your son, the family reunion. Your son is kind of like rotting to death right now. So if we want to maybe like fix that, that'd be great. I want to talk to you both about what happened. I want you to stop yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> so they they both just look as you say so that, and, and immediately Yasmai sort of like expression like softens. She goes, "She's just okay. worried." You do look in a bit of a bad shape there. You you told us about that in the the message that you sent, and she sort of reaches over and touches your cheek where the necrosis started rotting it away, and there's now just like visible bone. 
Not just that, just mum. I've been doing quite a lot of uh, crusading, but in a peaceful sense. Oh, it, if there's a, such a thing. It doesn't look peaceful. So you've had wounds inflicted, and you're you're wearing leather armor, and it's in a pretty bad state. She points at like the the blood and guts from your recent altercations that are just, like staining it. And yes, um, I did have a nice full set of armor. You you've never seen it before. I had it made over there, but um, it was concaved into my intestines when a giant creature scratched out my organs. But. My boy, what, that was what have a you been pretty. Doing? You, you said you were peacefully crusading. It sounds like you've been playing at monster hunting. Well, Mum, actually, it was a monster summoned by an evil necromancer oh, that's who okay, sought then. to destroy an entire village. So oh, I had no okay. choice but to unfortunately oh. Oh, no, what is... deal a bit of damage. That... I asked him politely to stop, and he just wouldn't listen. Is that gauntlet? Was like, uh, is that gauntlet connecting with you? Are you attuned to it? Or um, I want to talk to you about this, Mum. Actually, it's um. Where did I, you find it? Aren't you wondering about where I found yes. this? I mean, I didn't find it There's in so Solaris. many questions because you never told us about what you were doing in 40 years. This only happened a few years ago, okay? So the last you know 40 years you I spent what? learning and teaching in a small village that no one pretty much knew about. You know what? We will on the coast. sit down with some nice... Yes, let's come down. ...cold drinks. Um... Uh, ha- um, we have oh, what do we have here and she like goes over um, into a, a back room clearly where the, the kitchen is she goes cold goat's milk you used to love that as a boy Farrand yes please Does... I haven't had it in a few days would everybody like cold goat's milk I'll give it a try I'll give it a try it's a new it's a new place time for a new New, new experiences, you know. <laughs> when you are, you're like, the, you're like the white girl going over to like India or wherever. And goat's milk <laughs> is a new experience for you. You're, <laughs> do you have? You ever had goat's milk before? Like the, 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 shelter, I mean, the sheltered milk. white girl had, on like the, goat's the, milk the Indian mission. <laughs> like, oh my god, guys, new cultural experience. Oh my god, <laughs> look, you've had goat's milk, milk, right? Guys, okay, you all have to try goat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> so Arish is in the corner like she's witnessing this, this, this nice family reunion she's just like oh my god this is amazing I can't believe you guys live here <laughs> your comments are so cute oh god can you, I, I, uh, can you stop I do have one question where do you keep the goats exactly oh um we keep them and outside. how do you keep them chilled they were in the sacred spring but uh they used to 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 raise a uh, graze there in the grasses, um, yes. the, 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 but the sacred spring. Um, well, actually, you should see that, Farron. It is not in a very good state. Uh, so, so we're uh, keeping them. a friend of ours uh, over by the Ivory Channel uh, owns a farm there. Um, so, so we're, we're keeping them in the back there. Anyway, she brings out uh, these six. Uh, sorry, seven. Um, <laughs> actually, no, six of you plus eight. Eight. Um, huh? They're not even flagons. They're just full-on buckets. They're for a loxodon, right? Brings out eight like massive oh. buckets, like one on each shoulder, one on each like in each hand, oh four, and then another four. And by the, she sits them down on a nice table. She sits down on these like j- like double reinforced chairs that are made for loxodons. Oh my Her, god! And Fry just sit Duva down. Duva can sit on them. <laughs> and Duva, you eagerly sit down as well. Um, and she sits around the table. And she goes, "Okay, um, so tell us about the gauntlet, your adventures, how you all met." 
Well, um, <laughs> I, funny story. I met Vats. I met Figo there. You see the goblin? He was trying to uh, rob me. Oh, well. But, <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I did no such thing. You guys remember? You guys remember how we met Figo? But, like, yeah, he only stopped you, mugging uh, me. Silver, back me up no, here. Back that's me very up. I was a business no. transaction. It was a business Exactly. Meeting. It was a yeah. business. I was trying to talk. Business hey. transaction. It was more of one side. He said, my money or my life. It was, it was pretty funny. That's very surprising because <laughs> goblins are such hardworking, honest individuals. Yes, I know, I right? That, so I true. I hope that you I have agree. seen the light of Torm now that Farron speaks. Outside of good influence on you, oh, uh, Mister. Uh, what was I... it? Pardon? Me? Yes, you. Oh, yeah. My name? Yes. Is that what you're yes. asking? Yeah, Fiegel. Fiegel. I hope that you have now seen yeah. the light of Torm and you're not robbing my son or anyone else. Oh, never would have happened. Business transactions. No, I love that and guy. I... I sit there. I worship Torm every night. I'm like, oh, Torm. Mr. Hammer Guy, you're so cool. Hammer Guy. Hammer Guy? What are you, Figo? Shut up. Oh no. Sorry, oh, be no. quiet. Sorry, stop talking. Well, he, Sorry. He, he can have another deity. Perhaps he worships uh, the Bright Mantle, one of the dwarven uh, deities. Uh, no. Oh. The, no, I like Paul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a terrible. But he's well, new. I mean, he's new. I only met him uh, a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm new. I'm, I'm new. Tom, yeah. Tom can have a hammer, and I never want to say anything. He to, has to, used the hammer to before. discourage. Yeah. Uh, any, that's, that's what I was referencing. Was like when he used the hammer, you know, because I. I that's so your much, favorite story. You know. Um. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I love it. I actually, mother, I actually received this gauntlet as a gift from another paladin of Tom. One much. He wore an entire, he wore a full set of silver armor. And honestly, he was, although he was much shorter than I was, honestly, I kind of felt pretty small standing in front of him. From uh, uh, this house of Torm, this parish, or elsewhere? He was a, he, I didn't get to talk to him much. I only saw him t uh, like three times. And we, I lived in the town of Ulek, and I haven't been back there for a few years either. And I haven't even wrote, much like I haven't, written to you because I've been busy trying to move on and just help whoever I can. You are very grow. bad with keeping in contact, son. I am very bad at keeping in contact. I don't really check. I don't really have a mailbox or anything. Well, um, if you're a traveler, you're not going to have a mailbox, but uh, at least uh, now you can perform that magical sending. We hope to hear from you more often. She sort of says in a very like passive-aggressive like motherly sort of way. <laughs> of course! Of course, mother! I'll talk to you as often as I can. But my travels have been quite intense, and there have been several times where all of us here have nearly perished. But ah, using our teamwork and the strength that Torm has given me, we've always managed to persevere for the most part, except for my dear friends who did not make it. But um, moving on from Dalinar. So, um, Dalinar so was my friend, and he believed in Osiris, and he was also um, from... Well, he hadn't been to Solaris, I don't think. I didn't get to talk to him much about his past. We just kind of talked about religion. So this dangerous life, that this is the life that you live now? You happy with it? I have decided, Mom. What has done to you? And she points over at the, uh, the crisis. Well, you see, that evil necromancer I was talking to you about, he happens to have a few cursed items, and I touched one by accident, and now my skin is falling off my body. And actually, Duva, my good friend, the Minotaur, um, she is holding these cursed items. 
as we speak, and I'm not sure if that's actually allowed in a temple, but she does have evil items on her person. I like them. I reckon they're cool. I want to keep them. She does want to keep them. I think it might be a side effect of the curse or just her. <laughs> I can't tell. I feel more invigorated and stronger when I, ha- I have them. So I, I'd, I'd like I, them. I remember, like, I felt pretty strong as well. Like, way stronger, but also really stupid. So these, these cursed items, do you still have them? You're saying you still have them on you? I... Yes. Duva still has them in you a should... pouch. You put them into a little bag. You got them from a necromancer. You, you need to purify them in the spring, and then they will be useless. You throw them away. You bury them in the sand dunes. Oh, well. Actually, they're still solid gold coins. Or bury them so at sea. Remove, bury them somewhere, but we will purify evil. them first. But oh, I, I mean, what if I don't want them purified? There is a problem with the purification, so you might just be in luck. Um, oh, yes. The, Dude, if you want to be cursed, that is your decision. Farron, I the, don't mind it. The shard is not functional. We were yes, attacked I by the it. sect of the heretic. Some week ago, a few days after the Battle of the Bay. Uh, you... Can you cure Farand? Not as of right now. And we can't cure you either, we... or remove oh, the That's just great. Well, so you're how, telling how do we, how do we What do we need to do then? Um, yeah, also, Mum, I did find out. I wasn't, I'm not too worried about it, but um, I did find out I have less than a week to live. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, didn't, I, I really wanted to drop it lightly, but I, I'm a bit scared, I'm going to admit no, it. I'm, I'm scared too now that you've told me all of this. Um, so how do we get that spring water working? Uh, well, um, How do we fix the shower? I, I, uh, I will take you out to the sacred spring and you can see for yourself. Um, to fix it, we either need to go to the Wreck of the Gods ourselves, which is going to be difficult because they are currently locked down by the administrators and the Zarians. They are swarming the entire wreck. They're saying that salvage of the Zakamai ruins is now against the Treaty of Stellaris. Or we can negotiate with any of the four that currently have uh, acts. They still have inventory of uh, Zakamai metals, shards that could perhaps be melted down, reverse engineered, and used to um, reconstruct the shard and then we can once more commune with Torm and power the spring and heal people and remove curses and so as she's saying to talk all to this um, she brings you out to um, so she brings you out to this very very lush area and it's this um, flowing spring there's all this water flowing in from the ivory channel down these waterfalls um, you know lush fields of grass, um, and it's in the shadow of the pyramids of Kutrix. So you can actually, you're so close now that you can pretty much just like see them right in front of you. Um, they're you know, a couple of blocks away, there's a few buildings separating you from, from the pyramids. Uh, and this water is just flowing in from the outbreak channel. And uh, the Zakamai shard, which was, you know, plunged into the cobblestones, uh, is sits in the water. The water flows around it. The Zakamai shard is dead. And uh, as you sort of step into the water in this like quite like marshy uh, garden, um, the water just feels like regular water. And uh, Yasmai uh, turns back, uh, you know, as you're stepping into uh, the Spring of Torm, she says, uh, there's nothing that can be done unless the shard is repaired somehow. 
Just cut to the check. How do we repair this shot? We, Come we on. need to negotiate with Zimdao or negotiate with the administrators. Um, uh, how do you set this up? Uh, we we need to get the components to fix it. They are the only ones that would. I, we either need to get permission to go to the Wreck of the Gods ourselves, or we need to talk to the congregation of Zimdao because they currently have access to the largest amount of Zakamite technology. Which, and then we which can one do you guys feel like would be best? And talk to and once more. I say more we effective. do both. Um, after we sort this out, Mom, I'd like to talk to you and Dad, but uh, seeing as we are currently in a very sad, poor situation, I feel like I should focus on fixing this for you people. For you first. Well, we appreciate any help, so I mean, I guess if this is the kind of work you were doing now, you're going to go Yes. Negotiate for us and try and sort this out? Yes, I'd very much like to help you people out. I'd like to help you, Mom. So We appreciate uh, it, sir. Everyone, are you alright if we stay here a bit longer? Yeah, yeah I, yeah, it's of fine. course, it's mate. Fine. I have nowhere to be. Alright, then I suppose we best... What time is it, actually? Uh, it's getting to be about... 3, 4 p.m., like, late afternoon. Sunset's in a couple we still have, We still have a bit of time. Let's power walk. And I say, like... Oh, wait, wait. Everyone, quick! Where are you going? What's up? You're going to... We're going to negotiate with... The... You're going to go to the Grand Tower of Zimdao. You're going yes. to purchase the shards from them. Um, For the negotiate... Repairs? If that doesn't work, or if it costs too much, we will have to try and negotiate with the other people to perhaps be granted permission to enter the ruins, but um, I think the better option would be to just see if we can perhaps uh, borrow a few pieces from the others first. Yeah, well, the, their prices are going to be high. I'm not sure how much gold you have, but that was also taken from us when the sect of the heretic attacked. And uh, as she's saying that, you hear a thud coming from, this is like a House of Torms, a two-story building underneath the underneath the uh, cobblestones of the alleyway. Uh, and you hear a thud coming from the second floor. What's what that? that? Yes, my looks around. She goes, I don't know. And then she... I quickly start running up to the second floor. Okay, you run up. To the second floor, you clamber up your um up the steps, and I'm going to have you make a perception check, Farron. Uh, I follow him as well with a hand on one of yeah. my pistols. Okay, everyone's yeah, going up. Aaron I imagine. Follows too. Right. Yeah, that's not a five. That's a thirteen. How could you do this to? That's um that's very low. That is uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Um. Flint, uh, well, if everyone's going up, actually everybody can probably make perception mm. checks. Farron's leading the I... everyone's climbing up these steps. Perception going into the hallway. My first roll yeah, perception. let's get it. This is a, a rollway well, set. That's a big number. Because, uh, That's a 24. Eight, so. 24. Oh shit, okay, Flintlock. Um, so Farron clambers up, and you're running up I, behind I run him. up, you're, binoculars you're s- in hand. Well, yeah, it's Farron, and then you, and then, um, yeah, Yasmine, <laughs> well, no, my, my, and my then... spyglass in hand. Yeah, the rest Aaron. of you running up. Uh, Fa- uh, Flintlock, you've got a hand on your pistol, and your senses are sort of attuned, so as you clamber up, you go, everyone... Stop! And you're like, then you hear the fudding is coming from a door that has in very faded, like peeling golden lettering, says Farrand on it. Oh. 
Oh, Farron, mate, I think. I think that's coming from your room. Yeah, your old bedroom. Uh, unless there's like another, oh, unless there's another farand here, you hear more fighting. I'm as far as I know, there's definitely not another farand. There is not. We would not name a new child farand. Do not worry. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that we we thought about replacing you, you because it was forty years. Oh it was forty years. Okay, but we eventually decided against it. You can't just replace a child. I'm sorry. I spent a lot of time. I'm sorry. I didn't even Should have pen and parchment. Okay, let's I'm, I'm, let's open the door. I'm scared. I'm, I'm wondering that they the might door. have come back. I'm sorry, son. Well, if they have, then they'll regret it. Should I? I say quite. I don't, I don't have any means of defending myself. I'm going to go down to the lower floor. I, Mother, stay you back. Do that. Yeah, okay. And she grabs so, a pen. She's a big, a big loxodon, so you all have to like move out of the way. So she clambers back down, down the steps. She goes, "Good luck. Be safe." And I go up to my I... door and attempt to open the just just open the door. Just open, right. grab, grab the door handle. Open, open the door. The you handle it creaks open and you see your room, pretty much just as you left it. It's full of a few boxes. Uh, it's clearly started to be used for storage, um, but your old bed is still there and like a few of your old like knickknacks that you left behind, um, and you know probably a couple of uh, posters for whatever Farron was into growing up. Uh, in, yeah. uh, embroidered tapestries, obviously, not not proper print posters, because this is Solaris. Um, yeah, there's like sexy elephant women. I'm gonna have uh, <laughs> Farron, you're, you're the first tall. one to enter, and it is quite not a, true. It's quite a narrow doorway, so you can only enter in one at a time mm. into this. You know, it's a sizable room because it's for a loxodon, but it's still you know a single bedroom. Um, so I'm gonna have you make a perception check now. Me? Yes, you. Oof. That's what we in the business call a 12. 12, okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, okay. Um, I have really good smell. You do. And hearing. Alright. What is that? I don't like Okay. What? what? You walk into the room. I didn't have my dice on me, so I used roll twenty dice. You walk into the room and you see a room, just as I described. Nothing seemingly out of the ordinary, except the window is ajar. But you don't know if this is out of the ordinary. Maybe they're just keeping the window open. Maybe they're just airing it out. Yeah. And I uh, walk into the room. You walk into the room. Yep. You feel, um, claws. All of a sudden, <gasps> digging into your back, and then another, another a pair of claws digging into your back, ah! and another, and then another, until eventually you have six pairs of claws—not six pairs, sorry, but six uh, sets oh, of claws, about five Jesus. each, all digging into your back. And the rest of you look on in horror as Farron enters in, and all of a sudden, shimmering out of nowhere—it was previously invisible—is this uh, strange, like hunched-over, gnarled creature, just like digging into Farron's back. And uh, we're going to take a break right there. Oh, what? A break? Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. The creature what? you are fighting. Uh, by the way, uh, end of break. So, uh, end of break. End of break. Ooh, end of break. Hope everyone's welcome recording. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Wow. Welcome back, really, loyal viewers. Feel really restful after that break. Um, oh, let's oh, get the tokens oh, uh, oh, in order. Oh. That break actually lasted two weeks, but with the power of movie magic, for you, the viewing audience, it was only a matter of seconds. 
Okay, we everybody, roll, roll for initiative. Yay! Yeah. is currently Closed. grappling Farron. Uh, Farron, he's like digging his claws into Farron's back. Um, and he's just this like strange monstrosity of just like blood and meat and bone. And the bone just like forms these sharpened claws that just seem to be jutting out unnaturally from his torso. So he's just like got these, he's kind of like a centipede made out of flesh and bone. It's probably the best way to describe him. And he's just like attached to you, like a centipede or a crab. Um, and he's just digging in. So I have rolled initiative nice. for him, but before we even start initiative, uh, he's actually going to make an guy. attack with advantage on you because he has surprise on you. Um, His leg is a name, guy. Look at that. The name monstrosity is trademarked, so he needs yeah, you to can't get say the that. name. Yeah. <laughs> Funny little fellow. Yeah. Does he have Funny a doctorate guy. in yeah, medical does he have sciences? A does he have like? Does he have like a fucking bachelor's in medical? I don't <laughs> think so. Fucking get that shit out of here. Does a seventeen hit? Yeah. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. You see, did you see? Oh, I, think, right. I think we're gonna. All right, so four of his attacks hit. We're gonna have to cut out. We're gonna have to like cut out that office reference because that's not. Sorry, good. we have to cut out eight dice podcast. <laughs> we have to cut out like the entire podcast because it's not. Good. <laughs> I, don't I don't think an undergrad in medicine gets you like your doctorate, right? Like you're not a doctor after your undergrad in medicine, right? No, no. Nah, you have to be a doctor before you're a doctor. Uh, okay, so Farron. <laughs> so. He hits you. Are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me with it. 28 Woo! points of damage. Holy moly. Yes! What the fuck? I'm feeling he it. He had advantage and it. he used his special ability which let him make four attacks. Did we did we rest since the last attack? No. Yeah. Uh, Wait. No. What is, no, not at all. Not what was the last rest, attack? Long rest. Uh, that was your fight against the coal limps uh, in the battlefield. Um, oh, Alright, everybody, give me your initiative. 12. 12. 9. 9. 6. 6. We're going down in 3. Who has the higher uh, dex out of Farron and Ari? Uh, Definitely not Farron. Pro- probably Ari. I have a plus 3. Farron is not dexterous. I have and a plus 3 to my dex. Moss, I have plus no. 0. Moss rolled a 17. Moss did pretty well. You tell me Farron can't perform auto Felicia. Shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was just foul, I'm sorry. How do we do? <laughs> yeah, calm down. What? Was, that like, what, was that just a joke? This like, is going oh, up on YouTube, bro. So he can't bend down and yeah. suck his own penis. Yeah, it's not even funny. That's just fucking disgusting. That's just disgusting. Figol, how do we do? I got a 15. 15. Nice, 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 nice. Alright. That's like, good, Figol. Now you can watch me die okay. in 4K. So Moss is first okay. up. However, uh, you just hear... Farron, you've stumbled upon something! And he just, like, pushes past. Uh, he can only move 15 feet, because even though he's moving through allies. And he immediately pushes past you, Figob, you, Ari, you, Duba. That's 15 feet of movement, so that's 5, 10, 15, which means he finishes right here behind you, Footnock. So, Farron, you just look over, you hear Moss crying out to go help his friend, pushes past you, you see him push past Duba, but, like, that's the end of his turn. He finishes behind Flintlock, just, like, dwarfing Flintlock. Uh, and... That is all he can currently do, I believe, because he only has uh, his melee focus build. So, um, the Mangler is going to make another attack mm. on you, Farrant. That's not nice. Very epic. Actually, first he's going to roll. That's not nice at all. He's going to roll his uh, recharge. Okay. 
Uh, kind of cringe, but okay. Um, yeah, yeah. kind of cringe. That Better not. A... He, imagine if like he 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 kills Farrant. One of those was crit. No. <laughs> okay, bro. So that is. Farrant is perfectly healthy, guys. He's he's he's. Farrant just dies him. right in front of his parents. That is another seventeen points of damage. Which Jeez. means uh, Farron is unconscious. Is unconscious. So uh, Moss oh, no. pushes past Duva, and immediately his eyes just wide. He just sees this thing. Just keep digging into your back, Farron, and eventually you just fall face first into the ground in a pool of your own blood. It's just like shredding through your leather armor and through your like very strong back. It's tearing through the muscle. Okay, next up is Figolp. Alright, so... Figop takes out the stones. All his cool little dudes that were there before reappear again. Yep, they appear. Um, I'll let them share a space. Why not? They can share the space. Uh, Henry the Owl. Oh my god, I can't click on the right one now. Uh, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there we go. Um, he's gonna fly in. He's gonna. He's Nightmare. gonna chill here. He's gonna pop the help action on. Uh, on this, on this fella here. Mm-hmm. And then fly away. Okay, so that uh, health action on... Um... Yeah, what do, you, what do you do? You, yeah, hold on. Right? Hold on. So you, you just use... Henry just used the health action. He didn't use, like, a distract or anything. Um, health action, yeah. Well, so it'll just be a, it'll be a D4. Um... Yeah, I don't know if it's going to help you on a death saving throw. It's not going to help me on a death save. It's going to help... No, no, no. I meant, I meant it's going to, like... So, uh, we'll say the next ally that attacks can have an extra default. That attacks okay. that thing. Because essentially what Henry's doing, he's flying past, he's distracting the mangler, and then he's yeah. flying back. Um, default, okay. Okay, so default to the next person that attacks the mangler. Um, anything else you want to do? Yeah, can can he, like, are these windows, like, climb throughable? Because he um, has climbing. <laughs> B does have climbing. He speed. can uh, make an attack on the window to smash through it. It is a window. No. He's going to have to make an attack. Five, yeah, but it's going to use an action. 15. They didn't really... Uh, what's they have, like, full movement speed again? Let me have a look. Let me look at B's full movement speed real quick. It's, like, 40 feet. It is 40 feet. It's so small, James. Oh, my God. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30! That's pretty cool. Ouch. Um, Does he get flanking even if, like, Farron's down? No. Unfortunately, no. I'm dead. I, I, wait, no, no, no. There's only 30, so we can go 35, 40 up here. Uh, no, 35, 40 there. And then he's flanking with Flintlock. That's pretty cool. Alright. Don't so, you mean she? She! So true. Alright, so he is going to. She, sorry. She. I don't want to misgender the panther. Um, oh, please don't. <laughs> okay, so. Right, so, um. Wait, is, is B running? You're saying B's running up to the mangler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to attack from here. Okay. And it's going to attack for... Uh, how did it get there? How did we get there? Sorry, I was... From, from being else. here, then went, like, just walked around? B walked around. Well, B can only move uh, 15 feet through allies. No. 20, is... 20 feet. 40 feet. feet oh, 20 feet. Oh, 20? So that's okay. I didn't 5, know that 10, that 15. 5, 10, yeah. 15, 20. All right, B can chill here. Though. You can sure. share the same and space then... as Flintlock. So from your perspective, Flintlock... Um, this panther just like p- pushes past you. It's like <laughs> uh, this, like all this spittle is clearly like hungry to start tearing into the mangler, but it can't quite get there. All right, so 
If I'm not attacking with uh, with B, that means that Fiegel gets... Yeah. So you're ch- I would say he's Duva, you now have this sort of fox mingling around your ankles. <laughs> oh, he doesn't get his, he yeah. doesn't get his turn yet, actually. He used to fire, yeah, so it's all good. He gets his, he gets his turn after Fiegel finishes. Um, Alright, what does Fiegel want to do? Let's have a look here. Okay. Fiegel is going to uh, cast Healing Word onto Farron to stabilize him. Okay, sounds good. that so that is going to be one d4 plus four healing so that's roll the d4 three plus four so that's seven you get seven hp james and seven then... hp Ooh, uh yeah shit. and you're stable wait so he gets because he's healed he's not only stabilized he's also up correct yeah that's how it I don't know. Yes. dm is he <laughs> I think so. He has to stand yeah, up yes. on his next uh, turn. Right. Yes, so, so he's still Fred... prone. But yes, so you're on 7 HP and you are. Fred's gonna run over to uh, Duva, where Fred was before, um, and is going to cast Flame Seed at the thingy and get the D f- plus D4 from. Can he hit it from there? From Henry. Uh, yeah, it should be able to, right? Um, sharing the same space as an ally. I'm pretty sure you can attack. Uh, depends on the distance, the range. The range. 15 feet away, and the range of the spell is 60 feet. Mm, okay, um, there is a lot of people in front of you. I'm gonna say roll with disadvantage. Because that's a doorway, okay. and the doorway currently has a panther yeah. and Dr. Moss Do both standing the disadvantage in rolls get the plus four from, like, the help action? Um, no, you roll disadvantage and then you add the plus four to yeah, whatever oh, okay. you get. The lower the roll. Lower roll. Seven and a sixteen, so it's gonna be seven, and then I roll a d4. I'm just gonna play music one. for myself, by the way, guys. Tell me. Yeah, I, no, I'm doing that as well. Yeah, that's fair. I get, uh, Everyone I get... can do that because it just feels fucking dead without it. An eight yeah. misses, yeah. Uh, an eight. See, look, at my energy level immediately just rise. <laughs> uh, that's an eight total. Yeah, I'm sorry. An eight misses you. Uh, so Fred is getting up around your ankles. Uh, Duva and Dr. Moss and the Panther B are right in front and Figov just immediately yells out duck and they both duck successfully the, f- the fire however uh, whizzes right past them and just completely misses the mangler unfortunately yeah, lands like here uh, next up is Flintlock yes yes um, <laughs> You're watching if this I happen move. right in front of you, and f- you're like, you're an old man, right? So your reflex is a bit slow. You're f- like, finally <laughs> fiddling around. Like, okay, <laughs> guns. Um, <laughs> if I move, will it, get a, will it get an opportunity attack on me? Uh, if you move out of its range. range. Yeah. Kind of cringe, but okay. All right, I'm gonna do what I do you know best that. and That's shoot him. <laughs> Point blank, gun to the temple. In the temple. That's so cringe. How like he can. Um, I'm also gonna expend a grip point on my first shot. Okay. To use dazing shot. So let's see if that hits first. Uh, that's a 23. 23 hits. Massive dub. Alright, so he has to make a um, constitution Con saving save. throw. Alright. That is a 13. Uh, he fails. Epic fail. Idiot. Woo! Um, so he has disadvantage on... He has disadvantage on attacks until the end of their next turn. Okay. Nice. Um, Anything else you'd like then... to do? I think that's... 
Give me a sec. That's nine damage. Nine damage, all right. And then I also get another attack. Yes, sir, do it, idiot. That's a nat 20, baby. Nice! That's a nat 20, baby. Nice! Uh, so I'm gonna roll 2d10s for damage. 17, so that's 21 damage. 21 damage? Oh shit, is that 21 damage total, including Ooh. the last attack? No, that's 21 damage from the Ooh. crit. Shit, alright, well done, well done. Um, that's done quite a bit of ch a fair chunk out of him. So he's still like gripping onto Farron, just like fallen down. His eyes, Farron's eyes now flooded open with like power of the healing word flowing through his veins, but he's still prone and he's still grappled by this thing and you just shoot it right in the head and then shoot it again right in the head, two shots. And uh, you haven't successfully broken the grapple, but he's now uh, dazed. Uh, he has and... disadvantage on him, and uh, chunks of his just like the the bone that he uses as claws have just started flying off and falling onto the ground of Farron's bedroom. And I'm going to summon the tentacle. Okay. Hell yeah. You guys are only level six, and Hell all these yeah. fucking bonus actions are already. So where do you want it? <laughs> uh, I put it <laughs> here. Okay. You... Oh, so uh, no. I don't think you can summon it on uh, enemy space. You can't summon it inside. Yeah, no, I have it here. Okay, so next to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the tentacle rises, and then does that get an attack as well? Yeah, when I summon it, it gets an attack. Uh, but I don't think that hits. That's an 11, I How think. How many times can you summon this tentacle per one rest, by the way? Uh, three. So I've got I've got one more summon. Yeah, one I've been more. keeping track of I've got I've been keeping track on D and D Beyond. Sweet. Um, so that's an 11. An 11 does not hit. Yeah, sad. All right, well Swing. that's me done. And a miss. Uh, next up is Ari. Yep, that's me. Okay. After hearing all the commotion, Ari kind of runs past everyone into Half the November. doorway. Yeah, so that's yeah. five. To oh, nine, I regained ten, a grip point as well because I got a crew. What? Okay, what? so um, initiative did Ari get? Nine. Uh, or six. Six. I think I've been skipped. So I was a 12. Oh, yes, sorry. Oh, yes, very sorry. I'll go back. Uh, Hey, you should have been before, you me, been before Flintlock. <laughs> okay, dude, you oh, okay. go ahead and make your turn. I'm very sorry about that. No worries. It's my, uh, my I, fault. First of all, would like to rage. Okay, fair action. enough. So that's a D8. What's that? That's a number five. Oh, really forward. Uh, whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage end, the creature takes 1D6 force damage. Okay. As magic lashes out as a retribution. So anyway, no, nothing I'm happens enraged. immediately as you scream out in rage. Um, as if your eyes start just glowing blue with a faint magical aura, and then you push past, you're now next to Flintlock, you're just about to hack at this thing that's attacking your friend. I would like to hack at this thing that's attacking my that's friend. That's fair enough. I would suggest that. So that's plus 10, so that's a 29. Does that hit again? Yes, it does. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, set of a lot of confidence. <laughs> uh, so this is a d12 plus 7 plus 2... So three plus seven plus two damage, this and then twelve. I'd like to hit it again with my second attack. All right. So you you crunch through flesh and bone, scattering more of it across the floor of Farron's room. It's a twenty-five hit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nine plus seven plus two damage. No. Oh wait. So what's the total from both attacks? Damage total. Oh god. Yes. Yeah, so so I'm gonna make you do this. Sorry. That's twelve plus eighteen. 12 plus 18. Alright, it's 30. 30. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 30. And um, then. Jesus Christ, okay. I'd like to, to ask you something, because this is technicality here. Yep. Um, you said that this thing's got fire and grappled. Mm hmm. 
Well, I have this ability called Hammering Horns, where if after hitting with a melee attack, I can force it to take a strength saving throw, and if it fails, it's shoved three, uh, ten feet away. I'm going to say yes. Yes, that would break the ground. Yeah. I would like to nice. use Hammering Horns. Go for it. So it needs to save um, eight plus my proficiency plus my strength. So it needs to save 18 on All a right. con save. Oh, strength Lemmy. save, sorry. Not one. <laughs> Yes! Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're crunching through it. of it, and then you look over Ten at Farrah and you're like, you okay, buddy? He's like, <laughs> and then you go hit it with your Minotaur horns, charge it, and it knocks off uh, 10 feet away, and it flies over into the center of the room. Bits of bone now flying everywhere, and bits of flesh and blood now coat uh, some of Farron's old sort of like rolling toys that are rolling no. across uh, the floor of his old room. Uh, and this thing just leads like a bloody streak. Along your childhood bedroom, Farrand. Oh my god. I'd like to use the last and, of my movement. Oh wait, does that do any damage? Or does it just bash <laughs> it? Just, it just shoves him back. Got it. And that's my turn. Okay, this thing is now in a bodied oh state. God. Not a critical state. Oh, bodied just... state. Um, uh, Alright. Ari, you're up. Okay, she moves in. 5, 10, 15. She's now standing right next to Flintlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes in everything that's happened... And immediately grabs her loot. Um, she looks at her very, very injured friend who now lays unconscious on the ground. Yep. And I'm like, don't worry. And I'm casts just pull my own blood. Casts level two healing word. Oh god, everyone's fine to keep you up, Farrant. Yeah. Yay! And that is two d four plus four. One moment. You, my boy. Oh, goddammit. Get, uh, <laughs> nine. Nine health back. Six. Sweet. Yes. And as a bonus action, I am going to. You know what? I'm not gonna use a bonus action. I'm just gonna stand my ground and keep an eye on my friend. I'd let you use a bonus action to help him up so he's not prone anymore. Isn't healing word a bonus okay. action? Yeah. It is, it but is, yeah. I don't want to... Yeah, healing... yeah, well, I'd say it's Should... bonus action or an action to help someone up. Yeah. I'll it's use my like bonus action to help him up. Okay. I'm standing again. Ari reaches down, grasps your hand in hers, helps pull you up, and as she does so, heals you for an additional nine. Farron, you are now upright, and you turn on over. I'm going to take put your token upright. And you turn on over to the mangler that's now, uh, just as you are upright, it's looking a bit pathetic, and you're rising up to your full eight foot and staring down at this thing that's infiltrated your childhood home. Next on the order is Farron. What would you like to do? Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Where would you want it? The gold one starts glowing. Here. Alright. And I'm gonna walk up and I'm gonna attack him with my hand axe. Okay. Does the spiritual weapon get an attack when you cast it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Do you get flanking and, uh, as a spiritual weapon? Yes. Uh, well, I got. Does a. Uh, give advantage, you go. Plus five, so that's 17, but I'll roll just in case I get a crit or something crazy. Okay. 
Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> and a crit it is! Woo! Well done! Oh my god! Amazing. That's what, I think that's the first time everyone's ever said I'm gonna roll in case I get a crit. And actually gotten a crit, at least that I've Alright, that's that's five yeah. plus two. Five plus two. That's seven slashing damage. He takes uh seven slashing so damage. So you rolled you rolled the two for the crit, right? Okay. Yeah, I rolled the two for the crit, and then I'm rolling for my bonus action spiritual weapon. And that's a 90. Shit. Plus 6 is 25 yep. to hit. Crikey. And this is a D8. Yikes. That's 3 plus... 3. So that's 6 force damage. 6 force damage, okay. Yeah, it's knocked one on the head. How do you kill him? Yeah. Oh, As you rise up... <laughs> The cleric is mad. Yes. <laughs> I'm angry. Justice. Like, how dare you? You got blood on cuddles. And I point to like Jason, I can't see your face. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was standing up. I stand up. You know, I stand Out up. Out of excitement. <laughs> All right, and um, <laughs> I uh, I grab my hand axe. I have my uh, hand axe in my gauntlet, mm-hmm. and I um, uh, I basically just like drive it through. And like I grab him with my bare left hand and like pull the axe through his whole body, and then I push him back, and he bumps into my spiritual, spiritual weapon. weapon. Yeah, and then it does like a little tiny nudge with the handle end, <laughs> and then it like raises up and just like drops on him straight down. <laughs> and he immediately just nice you hear this rather uh, satisfying crunch as this thing just like meekly tries to turn invisible once more. Coco pops, and then the visibility just flickers out. And it's just this mess of blood and bone and muscle on the floor of your old bedroom. Uh, that is the end of the combat. Oh, my spine! <coughs> okay, I'm going to switch back it. to uh, relaxing desert music for my own personal post. You can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> and That's a the nice thing renovation. Is, is now just crumpled down a big bloody stain uh, on your bedroom floor. Oh, this is awful, but I also really want to show Mum my cool magic and I point to my spiritual weapon. <laughs> Ari, well, how, long, how long does the spiritual weapon and the tentacle last for? Mm. I want a minute. Uh, uh, a minute, I uh, think. A minute. Oh, it's already minute, starting to yeah. flicker out as you're saying that. Uh, what are you saying, Ari? What, what are you doing? Um, Ari, like, kind of walks over cleaning. to the crumpled corpse of Mush and mm. just kind of kneels down and kind of pokes at it and goes, What the fuck is this? As you poke it at it. like... <laughs> falling. Oh, sorry. What were you saying, Ferent? I was going to say, it looks like a monstrosity. Uh, how dare you! Nice <laughs> right there. He calls out. <laughs> <laughs> he like pretty much did nothing in this fight. All he got to do was just push through the doorway before you just I mean, went when you before you went crazy on it. Um, and Ari, as you're poking at it, beneath it's just like a mess of muscle and bone and blood. Just this monstrosity. Uh Something falls out, and at first you think it's some kind of intestine. But uh, as you, like, brush off the muck and the blood, and sort of, like, brush it off and hold it up to the light, you see that this intestine-like thing that's fallen out is actually um, a piece of the coil of the Temple of Osiris that you were at previously. Oh. Oh. It's because we insulted her. (laughs) I don't like that. We didn't even insult the... I mean, we Uh, may have been a bit disrespectful. Ari kind of holds it up to the light and then into her palm and just kind of turns and goes, 
Isn't this that weird little coil thing from the temple we were just at? Yes, the resurrection coils, the weird tentacle-like resurrection coil that did not look suspicious at all. Yeah, the 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 shit the shit you have to pay to get. Yeah, that stuff. It, it, it was in its guts. It was in its guts. Which oh my means... gosh. It was resurrected, do you think? Oh my gosh. Did we just kill someone who who worships Osiris? Oh no. That's not nice. I mean, he, he was in my so room weird. and he ripped open my body. So oh, I, yeah, I'm not yeah, that's, particularly... That's, that's good enough reason to kill it. something. I did. I mean, he wasn't saying much. He wasn't saying like, "Stop! Don't kill me." But I mean, that's, it, that's it did tragic. First, you hear some footsteps, and Yasmai uh, appears in the door, and she sort of pushes past Moss and Flintlock that are still sort of like uh, <laughs> standing in the doorway. She pushes past you, and she goes, oh, is, "Is that is that what it was? The thing that was upstairs?" Farron, are you okay? And she yes. sees all like the gashes in your back. There's like six of them at this point. Like, I no longer have you okay? pretty much any leather armor on. No, it's just like torn to ribbons. And she's like touched. She's like, oh, and um, hello. And she looks over at you, Figo. You're just like sitting in the corner, surrounded by your friends at this point. <laughs> um, you're new. And then she I, turns. I think. <laughs> and she turns. Over, you... <laughs> she starts poking out as well. She's like, what is this thing? This is not the sect of the heretic were these masked people in robes uh they had uh, sparrows emblazoned on their robes they were not creatures such as this look at this Ari's arms are just covered in blood from her impromptu <laughs> dissection and mm-hmm. she's just like yeah we found a little coil it was very cool it's <laughs> like the ones from the temple of osiris yeah, that was yeah, we were there earlier. Great minds, great minds. Mom, eh? do you weird think place. This is some weird like amalgamation of like I don't know, like twenty different things resurrected into one thing. I have absolutely it's kind of... no. I and as she's poking it, she's sort of like can feel metal. Doesn't it feel sort of magical? Wait, wait. Ari like pulls out her dagger with her bloody hands and just goes, "I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> You start cutting through it. Uh, I'm gonna have you make. Uh, oh no, I'm not gonna have you make a check for that because uh, Yasmai has like already poked through it. She's like, yeah, it's 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 in there. It's something I can feel something metal. She's like squishing through like the blood and the flesh, and you just start cutting through it. Eventually, you start to see like a silvery bronze sort of color. Ooh! And you just keep tearing through it, and you see fully intact a Zarian mask inside <gasps> of this thing. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, guys, I think he ate someone. That or it was someone. Well, as you're tearing, as you're tearing eat? through it, you haven't, you haven't. I mean, this is a, a monster, right? A, a creature of some kind that you've never seen before. Mm. You don't quite know the anatomy, but it doesn't seem like you cut through a stomach. You didn't reach a stomach. Oh no! This thing in within its oh. muscles had this coil and this mask like, embedded inside of it. What colors the mask? It's like color. it looks exactly like the, Zari- the the masks of it's the Zarians that you were talking. The same. Yeah, it looks like one of those blocks we ran into. So are they turning into monsters? How did this happen? I know some freaky shit is happening. 
considering this thing climbed into your window and tried to kill you. They have to be related well, to the sect of the heretic, he right? Well, it had one of the coils in it. He eh? might not have tried but to kill you. The sect of the heretic aren't related with the Temple of Osiris. Open the door. Not that I know. Unless Coil? they are. Maybe they're giving the Temple of Osiris Maybe money. we can go back to that weird, creepy temple and, you know, ask a few questions. Threaten eh? her. Yeah, maybe like they give the us point of the answers. In the meantime, we got a bit violent. Does anyone object if I keep this mask because it looks cool? And it's, like, nice. it's covered in just like blood and like muck. Do you really think I mean, Ari no, would I, care? Ari's Ar- 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 She's already covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, she is. Like, it fits. Style. <laughs> it fits. <laughs> She just puts it on, and she just—you just see she's wearing this mask now, and she's just like covered in just like blood and muck. Now from head to toe, she's 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 splashed, she's splashed some water on her face because like yeah, I want to get clean earlier, like right at the start of this session as she entered Solaris, and now she just put the mask on. She just takes it off. She's just covered in blood. So this entire session has now gone full circle. <laughs> Do you guys go. mind if I just slip away at this point? Because I'm. I'm sore. Are you guys okay? Yeah, that's okay. Ah, Yeah, you go rest Hide behind the curtain. So you're going to... um, Uh, uh, You you can stay here, uh, by the way, Duva. um, If you need to Yeah, she needs rest. rest. She got punched in the butt. You look like you've um, been through a similar sort of situation to my son. Um, And she points at the now sort of like rotting part of your face with all the the hair thinning, all the fur thinning. Um, She's like, you can... Stay in any bed you like. We're not taking uh, the usual uh, the parish uh, borders that we usually take on here at the House of Torm. Uh, ever since the attack, they have, have gone back to their their original house. I'd like to take a handful of coin out of my purse, and I only have oh, gold coin. You, you really not the cursed ones. You don't need to do that. Um, I I put an in a, a nondescript amount of gold in her hand. Okay. Which I'll I'll roll later to find out how much money I've just lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's Duva, yeah. so she's just doing it. Uh, yeah. So Duva, yeah. the rest of you just see Duva lumber off, and then eventually you just hear a fud where she just clearly just yeah. collapse into a nearby <laughs> bed. Um, thank you for coming, by the way, Charlotte. Uh, you yeah. Can- yeah. <laughs> I'll send you that file. We're gonna wrap up very, yeah, very quickly. You rest. Uh, right. Yeah. Now that you've left. You rest um, now. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Bye. See you later. See ya. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. Yeah, so you just hear Duva's clearly just slumped down uh, in a, a nearby bed. So what do the rest of you want to do? It's only just gone sunset, so it's about... Uh, well, no, it's not even sunset yet. It's like five. So it's it's starting. The sun's just starting to go into into sunset. It's like late afternoon. Um, the rest of so... you are now free to do whatever you'd like in the city of Solaris. We have got um... a lot of issues. <laughs> In Solaris, Ar- apparently, Mom. I'm feeling really lightheaded. Uh, well, yeah. I'm feeling oh. really dizzy. <laughs> uh, if if you, you can go lie down as well, if you want to rest, um, I, I guess go to Osiris or Zimdal or the Administrator Citadel. You have a lot of options now in the morning. Um, yes. Would you yes, like me to come with you as some sort of guide? Or I appreciate though, if you want to handle this yourself, especially if you could get violent. Yes, if it's any risk to you, which it probably will be, looking at this monster, uh, not monstrosity, lost, and I like wink. <laughs> he winks back, but he's still looking a little bit offended. 
And I go, um, yes, uh, if we're dealing with these sort of monsters, Mum, then I prefer you stay here and... Well, honestly, even here's probably not safe. Seems like nowhere's safe. This place is meant to be... a sanctuary for anyone that doesn't follow the old gods in Avalon and what it's turned into. Yeah, well, I guess some people just are all like, ah, oh, people that don't agree with me being allowed to live peaceful, happy lives? That's kind of gross and, like, I don't know, committing horrible atrocities. If anything, you may have just come back at the right time, Baron. Yes, well, maybe it's destiny. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like to talk about destiny. I don't you really always like to used to laugh whenever I spoke about stuff. destiny. Yes, but mum, that wasn't because I was laughing, like, out of haha, so true. I was more like laughing out of haha, that's out- utterly ridiculous. You hated <laughs> the stories about destiny. Yes, but, you know, I still smiled and laughed when you and your dad explained all the old tales about Torn to me. And that was a bit disrespectful now, I know. I'm very sorry for always mocking it back when I was a child. Well, I'm glad that you've come around. I went through a lot, and I've received pretty much absolutely solid proof that our god Torm really is here, so... Well, if he is, then he'll help us through this. Yes, he should, and he will. There's a, a feeling I'm getting from you now, Farrand. I almost feel like you really were chosen with the gauntlet and everything you've told me that you've done and I mean that creature just seemed to go straight for you yes well he might have sworn the gauntlet because apparently I didn't know this was a treasure from the ruins until I was told at the docks actually I you received this today. as a gift yes I, I received it uh, across the uh, Azrael Sea on a coast, you were uh, coastal you were, when village. You were in Uluk, uh, another Uluk. Yes, in fact, the other gauntlet, the other gauntlet is still in Uluk. Last time I saw it. Oh. Yes, it resides in the center of the village, sort of as like the shard that we have here in the temple. Uh, it powers the village. So you've set up um, Uluk. This Uluk village is now. Um, they worship Tom. You've set up. It sounds like some kind of temple, or at least shrine there. Yes, actually, they worshipped Torm uh, for a few years. Uh, well, they didn't worship Torm at first, but eventually um, a very powerful paladin that was under Torm's tutelage, um, or so he said... The one with the uh, Yes, for one, he was clad full in full shining blue silver armour. It had the faint glow. He himself glowed like so brightly. It was honestly painful to look at. And he was a dragonborn. And his skin itself was already really shiny. So honestly... What happened to him? If you're wearing um, his gauntlet, then the other one, which he should have, is in this town of Ulg. Well... He... He's no longer with us. 
Well, it was quite funny, actually, a funny tale. He was... <laughs> funny tale? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about his death. Please, <laughs> don't laugh. When I say a funny tale, I don't mean how he died. Okay, I don't want to talk so about his death. You, you guys said wrong things uh, at the wrong moments, boy. I am I'm just going to talk about the funny tale of how we met. All right, all right, all right. Everybody, ah! settle, settle down. She I looks over. Yasmai looks over. crying. Yasmai looks over. crying. You're making me cry. Yasmai looks over the rest of you. He always used to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. That's awfully inconvenient. Now, and listen. you must forgive him. He's still a child. Figol Bizarre in the corner of the room, and somehow there's like I'm a. I'm 66. Like a big, there's like a big, like, sheet of, like, parchment, like, on. that he, like, can pull down. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just in there. You know, Farron used to, used to, like, you know, do his homework on there, presumably. He pulls down this, like, sheet of parchment in the corner, and he's, he starts, like, madly scribbling. He's like, alright. So, Farron and Duva ain't doing too well because of these curse items. And to get them fixed. We have to go get this spire back, which means we gotta go talk to the funny guys who are looking at Farron's gauntlet when we got off at the docks. As well as that, there's these people from the Temple of Osiris who are trying to apparently kill people by with doing their funny little resurrection golem, whatever that thing was, that tried to attack us. And on top of that, we could potentially start a goblin revolution. So <laughs> what are we doing first here, folks? We gotta, like, what's the game uh, plan? Goblin revolution, um... That will come last, I think. So just process of elimination. Put that one on the bottom. <laughs> I reckon. He like, he like he like he like scrapes scrape like lines it out, drive throughs it on the board. Um, how good are you at negotiating, Figob? Because you've done it a few times before, and you've spouted absolute bullshit, and it works. Very good. I'm I'm maybe the best. Um. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, teach you a bit about these ruins before you go so you have some sort of basis mm. to base your absolute nonsense on. And I don't particularly believe in telling lies, but recently I've been breaking a few rules for the greater good, as they say. If we can stop this whole conspiracy or whatever's going on here, then I am willing to let you lie a bit to help us through, Fiegel. These are trying times. I'm sure Torn will forgive you, uh, Fleagolb. That's what Yasmai says. His name is Fegob, not Fleagold. Well, he. I'm, I'm sorry, Farron, but. <laughs> sorry, I raised my voice. Forgive me for. Angry. Forgetting it wrong. He also called Torm Fawn, <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't yeah. even me! We're that was even, Duva! That was. Even, that was Duva, yes. Fegold. That wasn't even right. me! You're just accusing me of the crimes of other people. I feel like that's a little bit prejudiced. I'm sorry, I, I, I need to kneel right down now. Um. As long as the shard yes, please, is fixed. Go right um, I understand you're all a bit on edge. And she leaves. <laughs> so anyway, um, still you, kneeling. you hear a similar heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Ari... get to tell the funny story of how I met the dragonborn paladin and then slowly converted it into the sad story of how he died. Because I went, oh yeah, he's no longer with us. Funny story, by the way. <laughs> and everyone assumed I was talking about his death. And I wasn't! <laughs> Alright, look. So, we got two options here. We either go and investigate the Temple of Osiris and try and find out who this funny fella that tried to kill us was. And what's going up with that? We go and question the crazy woman with the big head. Or, we can go and try and, like, sort out the spire to help Farron the Duva first. What are we doing? I, I mean, we have we to do that to fix the spire. First. 
I think I, we should probably rest. No first. shit, Sherlock! I'm talking hey. about tomorrow! You can't have a long rest yet, it's been about four hours or so. Then Ari takes off the bloodied fucking mask finally. Yeah. <laughs> Her face is covered in blood. She's unfazed. Yeah. And she just goes, I should probably take a shower, yeah. Look, she how about let's we clean let's we, take a, we clean, let's up. clean ourselves up. Yes, okay, we clean up. Yeah. yeah. We take a rest and then tomorrow when we're all awake and not covered in disgusting shit. We figure out what to do. Are you pointing at me? <laughs> Figo's got a head on his shoulders right now because I think um, he's got experience. I will probably wash up and a week away from terrible death. I'm gonna wash <laughs> oh, yeah. up, and I'm not. I'm I'm feeling energized, so I might buy a little map and I might sneak off to the shops because I don't think walking around in these yeah, clothes so will do you've, any you've, good. You've I'm gonna be walking around shirtless if, if, you, if now. you want to just meander for four hours. Mm. Um, that's like non-strenuous activity. So you've got about four hours of downtime here and downtime can include yep. going to the shops and purchasing anything. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to go visit the Grand mm. Bazaar or um, any anything like that, I, that is something you can do I in just, four hours. Yeah, I just think she needs to wash and get new clothes because all of her clothes yes. are fucking demolished. So, uh, so that's what Ari is doing? Uh, is yep. I'd like to do her? that as well. Okay. I've lost my shirt and my leather armor yep. now and all I've got is pants. At least the creature was respectful enough to just stand <laughs> for my top all half right. and not my lower half. Uh, Dr. Moss is uh, looking on over at uh, all of you and he's like, oh, shopping. He probably wants to eat it. Not really for me. Unless there's anything tasty there. Those onion rings looked good. Farrand was getting distracted by the melee. There's also that fellow over there and he's peering on yeah, over. He's like, yeah, he yeah, could yeah, be yeah. tasty. Maybe oh, I could well. just... You wanna... And Dr. Moss him... hobbles on over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And he goes, take a bite. He does a lick and he's gonna make a um, perception uh, investigation check. Alright. Uh, pretty good. Tasting goes, human. Definitely human. Not for me. I don't know what, what you're going to do with this guy, but, what um, about the, the one thing I will never parts? resort to is, uh, well, it's not really cannibalism, but it's close enough. Goliaths and humans. Close enough. You ate Harpy. What? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> you ate Harpy. <laughs> uh, that is true, but they tried to kill us. Well, I guess he did as well. Eh, that's true. Yeah, but, you know, Either way, I we'll... guess the feathers make it different. Don't think we'll taste good. And then he hobbles over to, um... Nearby bedroom, right, and so... for the third time within the last few minutes, you see it. Stonk. <laughs> as you see these giant slumbering mounds. Uh, so you guys going uh, bathing in the spring first and then going shopping? Correct. Yeah, yes. I guess. Yep. All right, hot spring episode, everybody. With uh, Figol, Farrand, Ari, and Flintlock all going to the hot spring. <laughs> <laughs> that is just not what anyone. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, you head on down back to the spring of Torm, and it is indeed just a spring, but the water is nevertheless very clear. It's flowing down from the Ivory Channel, and it is some of the most crystal clear water you've ever seen. You can see the bottom. Uh, there's all sorts of like guppies and little um, fish just like swimming around in the pool, oh, and you can just. Take off your clothes and sit back, and you just let uh, all the blood and everything wash away. 
Farron takes off his pants. <laughs> Wait, are you all, you're going? Are you going one at a time, or are you going together? We're going. I think we're going well, one at a time because I mean, yeah, he, Ari would he, not he, be comfortable. Okay, we would be. We would oh, give our lives what, what to help about each all... other, but we're not yet at the stage where we can just take off our clothes. Well, what about all, what about all the fellas? Oh, so, us fellas can go together. Yeah. Us fellas oh, can yeah. go together. Oh yeah, us fellas are going. Okay, is he turning? You say that to Ari. Don't be, don't yeah. be a little bit jealous if the little guy is maybe not such a little guy after all. Hey, 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 man! I, I really don't care. I, I, I really don't mind if I have to see a gross old okay. penis. So, Ari, you're, 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 penis. you're, you're sitting down uh, on the table near the table where you were before, um, where yeah. the, the goat's milk is, and um, you're just sitting there as like the sun starts to go down, starts to get uh, dark. You start to hear the, the evening crickets and cicadas. Uh, that live in the desert all around you. Um, and you look around, you hear, well, you, you hear those, the Feagol, Flintlock, and Farron saying exactly what they were before. It's getting more and more distant as they go to the spring, and you, you hear a door close, you can't hear them anymore. And then you just hear footsteps. And you see a lumbering shape off in the corner. You see it uh, go into the kitchens, very slowly, just... Uh, hello? You say that? Yeah. You see it. Don't mind me, dear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hi. It's the sound of Freitas, uh, Farron's dad. Hi. Uh, is that that's the red-headed one? The um, uh, what? Uh, what was your name again? Ari. Ari. Oh uh, well. So, so by this point, you've walked into the kitchens and you see, uh, he's just like, <laughs> he's got a nice fresh free of goat's milk, and he's just like, he's got a massive like ice cube and uh not ice cube but a massive block of ice instead of mm. ice cubes and he's just like just dr- drops it into the big like pail of goat's milk he just goes how big are these goats <laughs> and just starts to <laughs> drink it and he goes mm, don't tell Yasmai and he shuffles back right. out of the kitchen <laughs> I, I, I promise I won't <laughs> meanwhile you yeah. guys are all uh sitting in the spring together naked hey um, so, um. <laughs> what do you guys think of the goat's milk? <laughs> did you guys like the goat's milk? The cold goat's milk? Yeah. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, was pretty good, uh, right? It was alright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Nothing like a bit of goat's I still milk. like it. I still like it, it was, a lot. I didn't think I'd like it anymore, but it's still really tasty. It was weird that yeah, no, I, I, Ari was so enthralled by it. I mean, it's just goat's milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's I, literally I, I, just milk from a goat. I haven't had um, too much goat's milk in my day. Not a lot. You know, I've, I've had my milk usually a little more exotic from like jungle creatures and stuff. You know, I had milk bee, unfortunately, milk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> magical creature doesn't exactly produce any of that sort of stuff. What's the weirdest milk you've had for your goal? <laughs> What's the weirdest milk you've ever had? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. This hey. is the filler milk episode. <laughs> Dog milk. I, you know, I, I milked a dinosaur one time. <laughs> Reptiles. Do they exist in Apple? Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. There are dinosaurs in Apple, on man. Hang I've on. Yeah, how do dinosaurs? I don't know if dinosaurs can produce milk as they are not mammals. You're not here. Yeah, Shut not up. normally. It was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> were you alive during dinosaur times, Maddie? Were you alive during dinosaur times, Ari? I'm really into dinosaurs. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was a t- so you. There was a T-Rex with massive tits. 
Don't <laughs> test me on my dinosaur knowledge, you hear me? I thought that... I thought... I thought that, like, uh, lizards wouldn't have breasts with milk in them, but turns out... The ones in Avalon No, do. yeah. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was interesting. You know, like, uh, normally you'd think, like, oh, dinosaurs don't make milk. And you're probably right, but this dinosaur was, like, a bit of a mutt. It had, like, bread with, like, a mammal, so it was, like, furry, but, like, it was still a dinosaur. And, like, it oh. had, like... And, you oh. know, and, like, after killing it, I was, like... Whoa. And then I noticed that, you know, I, like, I was able to, like, squeeze some milk out. And I was, like, well, what's the worst that could happen? And... It was yeah, it was uh, it was not great. I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw. Yeah, up. Anyway, what? what? <laughs> that, that's that awesome, goat's milk. Dude. Oh yeah, it was. Goat's milk, pretty tasty compared to half <laughs> you, dinosaur. You guys are just, you guys are just sitting here having this awkward conversation, trying desperately not to look at each other's penises. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care. As men in a hot spring would do, you're just all of a sudden. Just no, like, I'm I'm actively looking at their penises. Okay, Finkel was actively <laughs> oh looking God. noted. And as you guys, I are, I'm not. Yes. I don't even need to try not to look. As you guys I'm are sitting in the spring, um, a bee. Uh, so yeah, uh, Henry's just circling overhead, <laughs> and a bee jumps into the water and like the spring, and, and just starts to you know swim around and bathe herself in it. Um, and so you guys are now just like Farron sitting on one side, Flintlock and Fiegel were sitting on the other, and uh, bees just like dividing you two and just like swimming laps the entire time. Uh, if you guys want, uh, you can finish, uh, cleaning yourself, and, uh, you can walk on up over to the towels that you have, like, hung over some various different tree branches, and by this point, the sun's gone down, the fireflies have come out, they're just circling you, and you can sort of towel yourselves off and, uh, walk back in to your, uh, dirty clothes, because <laughs> you haven't bought new ones it's yet. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. It's starting to get a bit chilly. Um, luckily for you, Ari, it's starting to get a bit chilly, so do you still want to go into the spring? <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not a hot spring, it's just a regular spring. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, you just f- you feel very lonely, because uh, mm. you just have to bathe yourself by yourself. Um, but yeah. you look up, and um, by this point, uh, the fireflies are just like whizzing all around you, and the water just keeps flowing in, um, and the, the pyramids are Q-Trix, that are like the main view when you're sitting down and looking up. Um, the little segment that's rotating is now glowing a very bright orange light. Um, and it's just like spinning and the light's just shining out. Almost like a lighthouse. Just like, <laughs> shining out across the entire uh, city of Solaris. Beautiful. Okay, so you eventually finished bathing yourself. You guys are all uh, clean, dry, still wearing your dirty clothes though. And I've got you head on off and uh, over to the Grand Bazaar. Uh, Solaris is now a city at night. Um, and as you walk through the cobblestone alleyways, um, uh, eventually uh, you make it to the Grand Bazaar. And we're just about to finish up here, guys. So... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shirtless boxer along with like a shield yeah, ha- bound what, what do you, by like what a do you guys, belt. What do you guys wear around my shoulder? Firstly, I've got did you just two get back into axes. your dirty clothes or what? Yeah. 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 I've got two hand axes and a mace in my belt and I just look like some weirdo fucking shirtless, fully armed <laughs> two hand axes, mace, shield, bare fucking scarred, horribly <laughs> mutilated Upper body. Yeah, you're all a bit bruised, you're all a bit scarred, you've still uh, got wounds and everything, but you are at least clean. 
and a single gauntlet yep. on my right hand. Yeah, and you're still wearing the gauntlet, are you? And I'm just like, I'm just like hiding it. Like, don't look at my treasure. Did, did you put some uh, rag over it? I did a uh, wrap up. Okay. I grabbed my fucking old shirt. I was torn up and just. Okay. All right, you're on bloody <laughs> shirt. Um, so you're winding through the alleyways. Uh, eventually, um, you make your way to the Grand Bazaar, um, and the bazaar at night is quite the spectacle. You, as you get closer and closer, you start hearing more and more noise. Solaris at night is quite a quiet, um, tranquil city, usually, because, you know, early bedtime uh, for most worshippers of the various gods, uh, the pious folk early that... Early to rise. That's that my motto. ...function uh, that live in the city. Um, but as you get closer and closer to the bazaar, you see this is pretty much where... Uh, this is the market district, so this is pretty much where the nightlife of Solaris is entirely concentrated into one spot. Um, you get to uh, the bazaar, and you can tell that you're getting closer and closer to the bazaar, because the noise is getting louder and louder. You're seeing more and more crowds, more and more people. There's more and more stalls all around you, selling all kinds of different produce, um, and just odds and ends, and the vendors will just, like, bark out at you, but you want to go to the main, you know, the central uh, brick-and-mortar stores, right? So you just ignore them. Um, eventually, you get to the bazaar itself, which is this long tunnel illuminated by these shining lanterns that have all been lit and they're all different coloured glass so one shines blue one shines yellow one shines red and they just all shine in these kaleidoscope of different colours um, and the crowds are just thick and it's this large wide uh, indoor roofed corridor um, with all these uh, stalls much like the stalls you were walking past before with these different vendors set up in the centre making the thoroughfare very packed and crowded the whole time you're just like pushing past people but on each side of this uh, indoor corridor are indeed um, actual brick and mortar stalls like you might, might be used to in the high streets of Mykonos um, okay where did you guys want to go again um I think I need new clothes <laughs> sure Maybe something to fit the environment as well as something to wear when we go back to Maconis. Yeah. Let's equip ourselves in some cultural Solaris gear. Aye. Let's Figal's not, not too fussed in uh, um, changing clothes. That that shower in the springs he had was like his first shower in like 10 years. Figal, <laughs> you're looking good because, because oh. Maggot Head was wearing like Yeah, yeah Maggot Head was, was wearing dirty rags. So you're doing pretty good for yourself, Fiegel. You're already living the high life for a goblin. All right, I'm going to have everybody make an investigation check to try and find... They want to find some sort of clothes shop, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. I got a 13. I got a fucking 4. Clothes Eight. shop, map shop. Uh, I have okay. a... 4 plus 6 equals... 4 plus 2 equals 6. I have a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, so that's... Alright, with your Dirty 20, Ari, uh, you're walking around, and again, it's just like intoxicating all the, the sights and the sounds and the smells. Um, but eventually you do indeed spot out a uh, shop that looks like this. Um, 
the shop, um, so wooden mannequins ranging from three foot to eight foot tall sit in the windows of this building that is constructed out of these large sandstone blocks. Most of the clothing is long silken robes of various colours that flow down the bodies of the wooden mannequins and pull at their feet. However, there's also turbans, headscarves, again, those cloaks made entirely out of feathers that the administrators were wearing. A sort of like knockoff cheap version of that is uh, <laughs> also on display on one of these mannequins. Um, however, a few of the mannequins are also wearing tunics, pants, dresses, more Mykonos-esque clothes. Uh, so there's a, a large variety, but the vast majority you can see in these windows and beyond inside the store are long silken robes with various symbols etched and stitched into them. Um, so the sort of stuff that uh, clerics or um, priests would often be seen wearing. Uh, the silver lettering is sort of peeling above the door. Uh, the store is called Requisite Plumage. Let's go in. Yeah, Before, go in. just as like, all right, let's go in. Um, plumage or plumage? Fee gold. Uh, you're like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, too interested in getting new clothes, right? So the others all sort of scurry on inside. You're the last one to go, and you're like, uh, do I really want to deal with, you know, shopkeeps? Um, and as you're walking around, uh, just sort of seeing what else is inside uh, this bazaar, you spot. A, um, a teal tiefling. I think I was probably seen a tiefling before, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's got these, a couple. these long, elongated horns. He's a teal colour. Um, rather resplendently, resplendently dressed. So he's wearing a top hat and incredibly heavy clothes. Uh, despite, um, well, you know, it's, it's the desert, but it's, it's starting to get evening. So he's wearing these very heavy clothes. Um, and a sort of, like, very slanted, like, Mad Hatter-esque top hat. And he has heaps of jewellery. Just like, you know, all these different gold uh, necklaces and gems. And one piece of jewellery that's actually, uh, it's kind of like a chameleon's eye. That's just like looking in all directions. Um, he looks, he sort of immediately makes eye contact with you. And he walks up. One of the Dung Lords worshippers? No, no, no. Hey, look, I've already had this conversation today, and, uh, you know, I'm not... Not the goblin you're looking for in that regard. Maybe you are the goblin I'm looking for. Well, I mean, in that you case, give me small eye. Nice to meet your acquaintance. You have a glint in your eye, Mr. Small Eye. A glint yeah, in your are. small eye, you could say. <laughs> and as he says that, <laughs> uh, the eye that's, like, twitching as part of his jewelry seems to, like, move up on its own and is now covering one of his eyes. So from your perspective, he has a normal Ooh. eye and like a crazy chameleon eye that's twitching around. Uh, what's, uh, what's, what's the... I'm fascinated. What's the thing you got there, Mr. Mr. Fella? Oh, him. Uh, are you familiar with animals, Mr. Small Eye? Oh, uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> say that, I guess. <laughs> this is a desert Solari chameleon. And he gives it a little tap and it shimmers and you see that it is indeed a chameleon that can perfectly replicate... Uh, almost like it's completely invisible except for its eye. So he gives it a tap and it sort of changes colours and uh, shimmers and it starts to sort of get a bit confused as he taps it. And the skin starts to take on uh, the pavement nearby. It turns like a sandstone pattern for a second. And then it turns into a Fiegolb-esque pattern. this like green mottly skin. And then eventually it turns back into a pattern of his face. So he just looks like he's got this one crazy chameleon eye again. This is my can little I, pet. Can I like attempt His to... name is Craxios. Can I attempt to like hold it? Like my, my animal handling skill is like crazy good. Yeah, you can reach out your hand. It's like make an animal handling check to sort of gesture towards him. Uh, all right, all right. Let's see. Gonna... Let me hold him. Let me hold, baby. Seventeen. 
Okay, 17 is pretty good. Uh, you reach out your little gnarled hand, and uh, Kraxios does indeed f- uh, jump down into your hand and starts like scuttling all around you. And he starts to nuzzle you. He, he immediately uh, appreciates your presence. And uh, that's, yes. pretty, that's pretty cool. Any friend of Kraxios right? is a friend of mine. And there's a glimmer in your eye. You may be a goblin, but I've never seen a goblin quite like you around here. What do you, you keep saying that? What do you mean glimmer in my eye? Is uh, something in my eye? Is that a problem? No, 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 like... no, no. I mean, you look like you like to party, is all I'm going to say. Hey, you know a thing or two. You <laughs> I am a man who likes to party of all kinds. And I must say, I have never partied with a goblin. The goblins hey. of the Dunglord's Borough, um, they're none too welcome in the congregation of inebriation. They tend to get a bit, um, well, they're boring. And the only rules we have in the congregation of inebriation is one must never be boring. Don't and be he, boring. he okay. reaches out. <laughs> uh, he's like got these very long sleeves. And from within the sleeves, he produces a black card that he gives to you. Uh, and the Ooh. card uh, is black with this golden foil. Uh, it picks a mug overflowing with both foam and also florins overflowing out of the mug. Ooh. You look down at the card. And all of a sudden, you feel Kraxius move away from you. And as you okay. look up, this uh, tiefling that was very repugnantly dressed is just disappeared off into the crowd. What the? Luminous. You flip I the mean... card around, and it says, You are cordially invited to the Congregation of Inebriation, south of the Administrator's Citadel. The worship of Halises is an exciting affair. You've well, been I mean, all right. Oh, no. I suppose uh, Figob's fairly interested in uh, in checking this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, might go and ask like Flintlock if he wants to tag along or <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you head on over into the store if that's what you want to do. Oh yeah, yeah to where they yeah. are. Like, all right, Flintlock. Yeah, yeah. You like to party, right? Oh, yeah. Guess you could say that. Yeah. I went into the, the, like, weird little store over there, and, uh, inside there was a, uh, there was a tiefling. He was, like, teal-skinned, real-looking weird fella. He had this funny-looking chameleon, apparently some, like, desert chameleon. I'd never seen it before, and I'm a, I'm a bit of a man of animals, I but it was pretty cool. Anyway, he, he said, hey... You look like you know how to party. And what can I say? I do know how to party. So I, uh, you know, he gave me a little card. And he's like, you're invited to this cool party. Remember that Hellasees chick that sounds like she's real fun? Oh, back the yeah, dogs, yeah, yeah. Us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there's like a big party for that. And it's going to be down south. And I'm invited. I got a card. Do you want to come? Oh, yeah. When is it? Uh, when was it again? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say, but... Oh, I, I doesn't say. I guess we just like go <laughs> yeah, down I guess there we and, uh, check it show, out. Uh, yeah, let's do it, me and you. Now? <laughs> oh, I don't so you're going right. You're going right. I don't now. know if I'm now. I don't know if I'm appropriately dressed for a party. <laughs> and then you hear right, you right. hear a very strong Spanish accent. It's like, did I hear somebody needs to be appropriately dressed for a party? That's like terrible <laughs> Spanish accent. Is that your Spanish accent? It's, it's my attempt. It's vaguely European accent. Sorry, guys. Um... And you see a tabaxi with tiger markings behind the counter of this store that you're in. You've just walked into the store of requisite plumage. You enter a cramped and rather claustrophobic store with racks surrounding you with clothes of all different sizes, colors, and types. Um, 
and the tabaxi walks over. It's like, did somebody say that he was he needed to be dressed for a party? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Look at our clothes. Which one was it? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at you. You're just like, <laughs> salty, like, bedraggled beard, a few barnacles. He's like, this will be a challenge. <laughs> and I think that's actually where we're going to leave off for today. Um, My God, Fiegel, look, they literally formally invited you to the debauchery. I know, how good. Oh my God. That's so kind of Dude, them. thank you all for joining me oh for another luck. session. Uh, that Hell one turned yeah, out to be no really fun. You know Even what? We're missing one person and then another, but it turned out okay. Yeah, yeah we've been hemorrhaging um, people, and it's only the second episode. It's only the second but, uh, episode. Yeah, I, I hope you. Will... Yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. Ooh, Next episode will just be yeah. Tim and James. See you, Jackson. Everybody's face. doing an amazing job. <laughs> it'll it'll just good. it'll just like Keeping progressively deteriorate until yeah. it's just yeah. Tim being schizophrenic. We're all suffering from horrible <laughs> health problems. I'm sorry, sorry everybody, but hopefully it'll get a bit better. It will never get better. Hey. Settle down. <laughs> oh my god. So I, that was a very, I mean, that wasn't a super long session, but it was incredibly uh, roleplay intensive, so I'm feeling pretty exhausted. I'm going to pause yeah, oh I'm yeah. stop uh, Audacity. I'm going to go pause yeah. the OBS recording. Uh, that was another really yeah, good session, pause guys. Awesome. Hell yeah, it was.